Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Get inspired every Monday and Friday right here on your favorite inspirational show, Morning Inspirational Radio Show, hosted by Dalton, the producer. Bring in that gospel flavor, old school, new school, holy hip-hop, and don't forget about that Friday praise break. Get inspired through encouraging words, special guests, and the inspirational moment where you, the listener, get a chance to be on air. So tune in Monday and Friday, 9 a.m., 10 o'clock Eastern, Morning Inspirational Radio Show. Log on to Morning Inspirational Radio Show. Audio Hub Preview. So, is this the line for Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. We'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So, you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long. Probably. Mom, can you get us food? Wait, wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom! Hey, there's a line here. Daddy, swing That's me. like 20 people. Oh One person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull. Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 and thank you guys for tuning in to the Brothers of the Visionary News. Yeah. And what we have going on now, guys, is a website. You can now join us at TheRealistDivisionary.com. That's right, TheRealistDivisionary.com. What we really want you to do is to click that first tab on top that says Community Chat, make a username, and join our Community Chat drop nothing but knowledge facts you guys can drop scriptures news articles and youtube links or pretty much anything pertaining to truth so go ahead check out the website the realist flood up our community chat or rate talk to us about anything and check out the other features on our website live streams coming soon coming soon woo 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 so thank you guys go ahead check it out peace and blessings everybody the realist the visionary the realist and the visionary the realist and the visionary the realist 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 and the visionary
what's up with you Nothing. and the visionary yeah it's the visionary i don't like it they love it it's not giving they gave <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Tina, and I am the realist. And your boy, Dutch the Visionary. Yes, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. We appreciate the love and the support. And this show is brought to you by... StruggleLife.net. Go get your new fits before the 10th anniversary stuff drops on StruggleLife.net. Word, and a round of applause to Dutch for 10 years, Struggle Life. Shout 10 years. Yeah, 10 yeah, that's two hands. Open them up wide. Ten. Ten. That's a very long time. A full decade. You know. So shout out to you. Everybody, thank you so much for the support. We appreciate you all. Go check out the website. Yeah. Yes. So how you doing today? It's Saturday. It's the Sabbath. It's the Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Are you enjoying your day? Um, I think so. It was, it was a productive day. Okay. Let's put that today. Well, do us a favor and go to Instagram and TikTok. Follow us at The Realist Divisionary and go to www.therealistdivisionary.com. Check out all of the features. You can listen to our podcast directly. You can search if we talked about certain topics, keywords, hop in that community chat, drop us some links, share with us some information, participate in The Righteous Speaks, which is a platform where you guys get to voice your opinions to be heard on the show. And we love to hear from you all. You guys are very intellectual. Y'all are very insightful. So please participate. We do have a new Righteous Speaks that we will be playing towards the end of the show. So thank you for anybody and everybody who participated. All right. And we asked you guys about a desensitized society. And y'all gave some great feedback and some opinions. So thank you so much again. And please, I hope you guys don't cut it off when we're done with the show. Hope you guys do listen to each other to hear, you know, all of your insight and your wisdom. So Dutch, do you have any updates for the people? Um, they had a subway shooting in New York, and you know I, I've always you know it's funny when we, when people talk, they could say, "Hey, if they had to put their mind in the mind of a terrorist, people could think of just the most fucked up ways to get over on the government." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I always used to say, you know, shit, like all you gotta do is go bomb a subway car if you really want to do some damage in New York, you know. Mm-hmm. Shit is underground. You really want to cause some havoc, but you know all that shit is stage play. But anyway, the Los latest shooting I thought was very interesting. That the shooter or all the victims on the train, they happen to get off at Thirty Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, at every street they could have got off at, they got off at Three Sixth Street. You know, and they was looking for the cameras um to find out which way the shooter had went even though the cops did find him supposedly some black guy and when i seen the picture of this black guy being arrested he looked like like he had the face of he looked like that actor who the biggie smalls actor nah ew why you disrespect that man that other one that I old, think I know you talking know who I'm talking about. He that plays old, like he always plays he be like playing a cop. The gangster. Yeah, like he be always playing that gangster role. Yeah, somebody knows. I know you talking about. about. Like his eyes kind of funny. Oh, he always dumb serious that? when he talk. Name a movie. Name a movie. I can't name a movie that Damn. I think he in. Okay, but since you playing the number game, it was thirty three bullets that was sprayed. 
supposedly 33, 33 bullets nah, and they got 30, off that's at, what they are saying and what street they got off that's what you said i don't know 36 street yeah. and it was the r train the r line i ain't think about the r well, i mean i put the, i ain't put the puzzle for the r yet like why the r you know what i'm saying like what do we think the r might symbolize um, I don't know, but the fact that they're gonna say he sprayed thirty three, come yeah, on, yeah, thirty three bullets, bullets, get off on thirty six street, and all the cameras three, on thirty six street don't work. It's like how yeah. stupid do y'all think people really are? Government, hmm? And granted, people are pretty stupid. Yes, I, I, I will, you know, answer my own question before I let them answer it. People are like at least seventy five percent of people are just overall dumb, you know. But yeah, it's like like you said, thirty three bullets, thirty six street. Wombology Study of Wombo Come on It's elementary That's how I feel I feel like it's a, it's an insult To my intelligence When they do this shit Yeah And you know People always buy into it Oh my gosh Yeah Pray for Ukraine Pray for New York Yeah Like stop it You know Like <laughs> How much money Y'all gave to the Ukraine If you gave any dollar To the Ukraine You a bozo And no one ever asked Where that money goes Just like all you people Who were supporting Black Lives Matter Then y'all find out Months later Oh the three girls that they had said was in charge of Black Lives Matter happened to cash out on all that donation money and bought a $6 million mansion in Atlanta somewhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, how could they do such a thing? What you mean, how could they do such a thing? We all told you not to donate to they that shit. They do it all the time. And granted, the deep, the deep-rooted history of the Black Lives Matter, we all know it's owned by George Soros, who's a rich Jewish guy, but they tried to say these three black chicks was like the, the you know, the co-founders of it, the... um faces of it more or less you know what i mean the puppets of the it figureheads. the figureheads of it and they cashed out on three million dollar crib in atlanta why the tax write-off when you donate money well all of these Companies organizations that are supposed to be for charities are usually full of shit yeah all so right? i don't know why you trust it about the children organizations the ones that say that they're for children are usually part of the sex trafficking of children the part of the you know the ones when you go to the, the supermarket and it says do you want to donate two percent of your change to the kids <laughs> yeah you like don't know where they're going all these types of things especially the commercials you know mm-hmm. maybe the ass cap i don't probably not they probably not even taking care of doggies or the pets either right uh, uh, like aspca you call it the ass cap is that what you call them <laughs> what's the acronyms aspca aspca pca yeah. i thought it was aspca ass cap oh that's hilarious <laughs> i bet i'm right aspca you telling me no ass cap animal no? control prevention yes aspca hold on hold on hold on nah i was right it is ass cap it's not ass cap bro okay ass cap is something else aspca you would tell you telling the animal enthusiasts about come on now who you talking to i thought it was the doggies the ASPCA is for the cats and the dogs. So, so what's to say? Say the acronyms. Okay, ASP. ASP, like Peter, C A. <laughs> ASP cap. Sure. <laughs> the ASP cap. ASP cap. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, them niggas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I found out, I think we, we spoke about it on the show before, a little birdie had said that. You know, when you bring in stray cats to pet code and them niggas ain't reselling them cats to niggas to find a home, they snapping them cats necks in the back. Yeah, I, you know mean, I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's just life. No, nah, <laughs> that's not life. That's not life. But no, I'm just saying, like, everything is a lie. That's what I mean yeah. to say. Like, everything that but we you, think yeah. is true is actually the opposite. If they're saying that they're doing something good for society, they're actually 
poisoning society. Yes. And they said that they're helping children. They're actually sex trafficking children. So that's what I mean by this. And is the just sex life. trafficking. Have you did an episode on sex trafficking kids? Yes, we did. The sex trafficking kids is like it's so deep because um, I watch the Joe Rogan podcast sometimes, and he talks about that shit a lot. With, with people like not about not about the dangers of it like he's like i don't know why people don't talk about this shit more about sex trafficking kids he's part of it so granted he's probably part of it yes but he he talks about it so much and i'm like no one sheds light on it we talked about this show briefly before in an episode it's called double cross okay i'm not gonna get into the plot but oh yeah it's two twins that two twins. are about protecting and rescuing these sex trafficking children yeah. these kidnapped children they want to bring these children home to their parents you talk about and, that last episode uh no that last episode when they did the whole rich the whole meeting the illuminati meeting nah maybe we'll just do a show about that actual they, show they, they could get a, a little sh- they could get one I get a it's show. It's a good enough show. I don't it think is, people know I like about the that show. show it's a really it's, good show. It's, it's like a small, like, um, black it's a network low budget. on Ruku. Like, yeah. You know, the all black um, network. It's low budget, but it's a really it's a good, good show. It's a good low budget show, though. Like, like that first episode going to get y'all. I, I already kind of exposed the first episode. If you listen to our <laughs> podcast consistently, I talked about it. It was the show where the lady, she was, you know, engaged to this white doctor. She's a doctor herself. And oh, she yeah, found she found a condom on her booty. That this nigga was gay. She found a condom in She's his taking ass. a shower with him and then and a little carnival of booty and she sliced his throat and I'm like you know that's well well deserved that's hey, I ain't even hey. mad at her I would've did worse come on now you in the shower with your man you find a condom in his ass time for you to die <laughs> just like I guess you wanted to go out that way right but no the whole premise though is that her and her brother they saved the children and what they show in this actual show is how it literally starts in your neighborhood Yep. How everybody in the neighborhood is in on it, yep. and it's not just a couple of neighbors; it's a lot, a lot of, of neighbors. neighbors and the firefighters and the the, the, police, the mayor, everybody, the, police, the chief commissioner. So, how do you think they're so clean that they're able to take people? Because you know, children go missing every day, millions a year. So it has to be highly organized, and it has to be local. It starts locally, and then you know they transport them and then they sex traffic them and they show the entire process of how that goes they usually take them hold them in that same facility then they have to move them and they usually move them overseas and they have to transport them it's it's a lot yeah but yeah i think maybe we will do a show on that yeah so y'all stay tuned for that one but other than that i don't really have so many updates you know like i said covid is covid y'all know what to do stay stay clear of the vaccine um you know, trying to pump number four into the atmosphere without no, no, uh, and they talk about like new variants and yeah, like, like they, they, right, I know a lot of people that said fuck 20 it. Million. I feel like a lot of people said fuck it, but a lot of people are still paranoid, but a lot of people said fuck it. A lot of people who got the vaccine is too late for them. They're just trying to own it and move forward with their lives and everybody else is unvaccinated. It seems like we've just been chilling. <laughs> but you know we are going to be talking about china today okay as you can see with the title of the show china. all right it's episode 146 and it's the social credit system the social credit system but i wanted china. to mention about china 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 race to china but um <laughs> but they have a new variant you know and they say it could be the worst variant in the world Ooh. of course because you know it came from the bat Damn, stars a- accordingly from them in china in Wuhan, so of course China would have the worst variant yet. <laughs> Why not? They started They're making 
the they virus. They started it. <laughs> They're creating the virus. It's like hard for people to believe that the government has hired a mass scientist or a group of mass scientists to create some of the world's most craziest viruses in a lab on a low privately and are trying to not recklessly distribute this virus so they could use the virus as a catapult for an overall plan that they have in play for the rest of the world. Yeah. No, and what was that show that we watched where they showed that the rabbit hole shit? shit? What was it called? That movie? It was a show. You remember? You said the rabbit hole. The Oracle. The Oracle. Was it called the, the Oracle? Giver? No, not the Giver. It was the one with the magazine, the comic book, and it was following the comic book, and it was about a rabbit. Oh, the, um, mad, the mad scientist rabbit. That's a TV show. It's not a movie. Oh. And y'all already know it's called Utopia. Utopia. Yeah. All right. They should. They did. You know what I'm saying? But um, we're going to talk. Like you said, you're about to talk about the social credit system, and a lot of movies lately been talking about the social credit system, about how we're about to go into this type of society within the next five, ten years. China. China has been. Like, granted, the USA has been in debt to China for years, but China has really been setting us up for the okie doke. So, by the time we get to 2025, 2030, 2030 agenda, China's going to be, like, we're going to be China. <laughs> okay? You're going to be having the same rules, same regulations, all that shit. China is spearheading the New World Order. Um, they've been, like, on it for a while. Their citizens are so desensitized, haha, since last show, right? Desensitized. <laughs> but this is just something normal, you know. Of course, you have rebels and people who are against it, but they're being silenced because the majority just goes along with the protocol. But this show is important because, like Dutch said, it's coming to the U.S. and it's going to come very, very soon. And they already started it with the vaccine, if you haven't realized. They started it with just simple things like, oh, you can't speak out. You know, they claim that we have freedom of speech, but we really don't. Because if you say something about LGBTQ elemental P, oh, you can lose your job. Um, you could be ostracized, like all kinds of things can happen to you. If you don't take the jab, you could lose your job, your source of income. So this is a form of it. When right. they sit here and start taking away just natural rights as a human being, just to like live. Freedom of speech is a dub. So, yeah, it's just like, and the China, censorship yeah. is so bad. Go ahead. Right. The censorship. You know what I'm saying? China's censorship is on another level. You can't talk bad about the government. They will come knocking your door and lock you up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our censorship, how they've been doing it with us is, you know, since we're so, I was, I don't want to use the word narcissistic, but I would think that's a good. Yeah, we are like just, you know, vain, right? self-absorbed. Right. Everything that the four countries love to say about Americans is we're so self-absorbed, dumb, vain, not in tune, dumbed down, not understanding where the way they censor us is with stupid shit like social media. Yep. And that's the shit that you give a fuck about. Oh my God, they blocked me on Facebook for 30 days. Oh, oh they blocked me on Instagram. Now now the new rules is the moment if, 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 if people are blocking you and if people are flagging your page, 
It don't care if you earned that 20k followers and you know that's a strong 20k followers you got you try to put a little promo money behind a post that you done did for your business or whatever they're blocking that your, your post is getting the most littlest reach it can so you're just wasting money to try to spread a message or whatever your videos is getting shadow banned they're not showing it to everybody you know what i mean I, so many times i done made good quality videos and i'll see the shares is like a hundred shares but the views don't don't add up on a regular day a couple of years ago getting a hundred shares you would have had thousands of views and thousands yeah. of people would have seen that video right about now you get a hundred shares maybe a couple of hundred people viewed it why because they're blocking that video and then it affects everybody else that want to show you love and support and they're blocking their algorithm from spreading that shit around too then they get flagged up and it, affects, them as it well. affects everybody so then that person doesn't want to share your shit no more you see how they subconsciously fuck with your head you see how they fuck with the you see what they do it's pretty frustrating we said it before but like even with you know the realist individuary like the stuff that we put out is good like you know even fuck with good TikTok. is great it's great no, I mean, information that we put great. out there and, and the what way they we, do the way we do it too it's like it's gonna make you wanna watch the entire thing but you know what they do to us block. shadow ban block, block on like, the low it's like everything like even when we first started Instagram 9-11 Dutch's voice on that 9-11 video that shit was doing crazy numbers they blocked our Instagram from really growing you know and we couldn't really put money behind like actually advertising nothing we couldn't do it so, so the only a waste way of that money. we try to advertise is by actually paying other creators who have similar content to you know shout us out that's the most I guess efficient way because when we try to just do things on our own naturally because of the type of content you know they automatically shut us down even with TikTok yo, easily we could have gotten to some crazy number on TikTok easily we had so many haters too on top of just tiktok catching wind on the type of content that we were putting out we had mad haters who just you know didn't want to see any of our shit take off okay you have people quote unquote on the truth saying here want to question why we saying things a certain way but then take our shit and put it on their page or just say all kinds of you know just absurd stuff so it's frustrating but like that's american stuff because in china okay in china it is going to affect your livelihood, all right, when you speak out against the government or if you do not comply. So let's get into this social credit system. So it's also known as the Chinese ranking system, all right? Everybody should know that China is a communist country, okay? And each citizen is assigned a rating value, okay, based on their compliance with just social norms, with the actual rules of society. And this is just like episode, uh, it's nosedive on Black Mirror. I'm not sure the episode i think it might be season three all right and for us we do do black mirror series where we talk about you know certain shows we review certain shows for black mirror and i think it might have been black mirror series three where we talked about nosedive and so, if Dutch so yeah just go to our search bar on our website and just type in black mirror and you should find most of those episodes yeah you want to just talk about that episode real quick and how it connects to the whole social credit system in black mirror nosedive that's the one with the white girl with the thing thing the thing thing what the social with the her, her follow so boom i think the episode was pretty much um 
imagine your Instagram, but in real life, like it kind of like floated around your head type shit, right? Yeah, so in Black Mirror, everybody's kind of like AI. Like, they already like merge. It's like full B system. Yeah. The mark. They just in this new world now. And so with this particular episode, like he said, it's almost like social media, but it is like the social credit similar to China where, you know, in society, people are going to rate you every day based on every, every day for every interaction, interaction. Every type of interaction. You get and in the cab you, and you had a bad interaction yep. with your cab driver. Your cab driver could dumb your shit down and rate low rate you. You could have a little argument with the guy at the pizza shop he will rate you low you cannot tip your waitress they'll rate you low right all kind of silly shit they'll just rate you low yeah and so that would affect your score and that would affect how you would get housing what you would qualify for housing and just like you're you're just you know benefits to society you know how fast you could travel what type of travel benefits you could actually gather if you have a higher score you're looked at as like popular you look at as a great member in society right all right mm. and it was like social media type where it was like popularity not only was it like your credit score but it was like you know oh you you want to be in the five star club and i think it was based off of stars right something like that something like that i don't remember it's been a while um but if you drop below a certain rating you were jailed you had to be removed from society so now when we compare it to china um you know china it's the government that has that type of control like in the black mirror episode it's the citizens that are raiding each other so it's just petty shit you know if people wanted to conspire against an individual that they didn't like they could just all come together and just keep raiding that person and just get them out of society but for um china in real life it is your compliance with the government if you speak out against the government that's going to affect your score and so a lot of people when they hear this they don't think it's real you know but this is actually really going on all right this program actually initiated um back in 20 and they actually launched it with about eight credit scoring like firms or bureaus in 2014 and then like 2020 was like ah like you know it was like perfect especially with the whole coronavirus and the pandemic it was just like ultimate control where they can really put this to the test like fully functioning absolutely and it's kind of like the FICO score. Like, that was, like, their whole thing. And, you know, China's been sick ever since their one-child policy. You know, that has now been abolished. But, oh, yeah, it's abolished now. Oh, but, you know, before... It took a long time for that shit to get abolished. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, current. abolished in 2016. Oh, so, right, just so recently. Recently, guys. And that's when, um, you know, the families could only have one child. But one if they, daughter. if they had a, no, if they had a daughter, they could try to get another child. And then that was it. I think that's how it went. I thought um, you could only have, like, sons for the most part. Well, then how would the population continue to go? Well, if you had a daughter, you had one, you couldn't have two. Yeah. Is that what it was? Something like that, yeah. Because they already have more girls than men. I see. But you wasn't supposed to have. Now, if you did, what they would do is fine you. I don't know, like, if they were doing other stuff to people, but that was one thing that they were doing. They would, like, fine you if you did end up having another child. Um, it's kind of crazy. You know, I remember, like, learning about that in school. But with their whole social credit system, they're using artificial intelligence. Um, you know, the facial recognition, like Dutch said, to, like, track each citizen, to track what they're doing in society to track, you know, if they're, 
you know, paying their bills on time, if they're visiting their sick loved ones, if they are not littering, if they are, you know, treating each other nicely, speaking to each other nicely, like they have just like the surveillance cameras everywhere and they're monitoring you everything. All right. And it's goes to like individuals and businesses because like just like here, you have your social security number or you can have a tax ID. It's the same concept. You know what I mean? So they look at both as the individual and the business just to see what you're doing. And you have to actually follow the rules. If you do not, you will be affected. So. Some of the factors that determine your credit score, if you are a business, is whether or not you actually pay your taxes on time. You know, I think that affects anybody's credit score in life. (laughs) Maintain your necessary licenses. You know, Um, are you fulfilling environmental protection requirements? You know, are your products or services meeting the standards that it should be meeting? Is it good quality? You know, these type of things. And then for actual single individuals, you know, are you hanging around public places for too long? Are you loitering? Are you smoking in non-smoking areas? Are you spending too much time on video games? Are you Mm -hmm. paying your bills on time? (laughs) China has a, a video game like control system for kids. After 8 p.m., the kids whatever game they on or whatever the case might be like they tvs dim they scan their faces in the room and the kids have to put like a, pa- a parental password in in order to continue playing the game oh really yeah well they don't want y'all to be playing video games that much at all right their algorithms too um from what i read their algorithms are different from ours our algorithms will be full of just dumb shit Twerk video, shit that's just unproductive, low frequency. Their algorithms will be filled with things. It's like, hey, try these arts and crafts. Hey, try to get this type of job. Hey, this is how you can learn this kind of trade. So their algorithms is mentally boosting their people. Now, I think it's crazy how the mind control is so there that a country has a paid for built algorithm to continuously show their citizens that's how much people are on social media and that's how much social media is a mind control device that they feel like they have to put certain things in the algorithm to help their you know their youth just think properly propaganda that shows how much they they, they they try to control your way of thinking your perception your subconscious yeah i mean everything so like you said even just like spreading like fake news um, you know, you get in trouble. That impacts your actual score. So the maximum score is thirteen hundred, right? Thirteen, and the lowest score is six hundred. Six, interesting. But everybody starts at one thousand, and so even if you go below one thousand, you start to get punished. You start to get your rights taken away. Yeah. So you know, on you know the positive side, if you are a law abiding great citizen if you a snitch if you a chinese karen if you snitching on other people who are doing wrong you know you get a couple of perks you get some free gym facilities you get priority for you know good school good employment all right you get access to cash loans you know you get some cheaper public transport 
You don't have to wait in the hospital lines as long. Come on now. It's crazy. You get some tax breaks. So if you do everything right, especially if you speak highly of the government, if you are constantly praising the government, you get these type of perks. Now, if you're the opposite end, you're going to get punished. So, you know, if you don't pay your bills on time, like we said, you know, you won't be able to actually fly out. You know, they actually do have citizens who are like, like in that Black Mirror episode where they're just kind of like, just ostracized, kind of removed in a sense. They can't fly. They can't go anywhere. They can't get apartment housing. Um, you know, they can't get certain jobs. They don't have access to schools or their children don't have access to like certain schools or private schools and they are publicly shamed. So they expose their citizens on TV. They spread it all over around in the media that, hey, this is the citizen. Here's their photo. Here's their ID. They are blacklisted. So there's a thing called like whitelisting and blacklisting. And so the whitelisting is when you are on, you know, the list of the perks the benefits. Oh, you are a good slave. And then the blacklisting is you are a rebel. You see the lies. You are a truther. So Dutch, what do you think our credit score would be right now? <laughs> 300. Oh, we below 600. Yeah, we done. We below. Yeah, we poor. Yeah, we're definitely below. We're like scoundrels. Yeah. We out here in we, the wilderness. We, rebels, yeah, we, we, we in the wilderness with a whole bunch of other people in the wilderness. And we out here, you know, we just making it happen. We have like a tribe of people with us. Yeah. It's like a movie scene. That's it's why, like Maze that's Runner our credit score is at. Yeah, our credit score would be very, very bad. I mean, every type of show they can think of is like anti-government. <laughs> it's just like, I'm pretty sure we're on their watch list as well. But, you know, who isn't when they're, when they're talking like us? Like, you just it just comes with the territory. But I just find it like crazy how the world can sit here and watch this and nobody seems to care. Mm-hmm. Like, they just take it as a joke. Yeah, because it's not happening to because us. Because it's not happening to them, but it is going to happen to them. That's the crazy thing. Everything's all funny. Everything is not a big deal until that shit come into their neck of the woods, and it is coming. So it's crazy with the good credit. You know, you get all the rewards, but the bad credit, they can't even fuck with your internet, Dutch. <laughs> hey. They'll give you slow internet connection if your credit is bad. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god! I'll be like, damned if I pay for something to be to be a certain way, and then I'm just gonna fuck with it because some and some incognito credit. That's some BS. Can you imagine? You're like, dang, they fucking with my connection. I was trying to watch this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even like monitor your purchasing habits. And honestly, I'm gonna just say one thing: as as evil as satanic China is, and they have so much nerve to even try to implement this. It's like they want to control their citizens. They don't want their citizens to have free will in a sense. And it's just like if the creator, if Yah Elohim is giving us like free will to make, you know, bad decisions, good decisions, who the fuck are they to even try to do that to their citizens? But, you know, this is all a part of the new world order. It's about control, control, control. But, you know, what I will say is that China is pretty much upfront in your face. Like, hey, yes. This is who we are. We are a communist country. We are controlling our citizens in this manner. We're not hiding it. You know what I'm saying? With the U.S., even though the U.S. is not necessarily hiding it, it is truth hidden in plain sight. 
You get what I'm saying, Dutch? So it's just like, oh, China, their purchasing habits are being monitored. However, in the U.S., they're doing the same thing, just like how you said with Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. right? When it comes to the whole cash app situation now, everything has to be reported. 600 or more. $600 or more is what they want us to report every time. Deposit, withdrawal, payment, IRS got to know. And $600 is nothing. Yeah. And, and the then, fact that it's number six is, you know, you know how that go. And then with like the easy pass, so like what I'm trying to say, guys, is that China's up front. They're in your face. They're like, yes, all these cameras, our citizens can see that we are monitoring them. They know what it is. They know the whole ranking system. They understand the social credit. We monitor every little aspect of their lives. They know that if they don't comply or they don't listen or follow us, this could happen with the U.S., it's like they like pussyfoot in the situation. It's like they doing the same exact thing, but they not being upfront. Like, oh, we're not tracking your every move with the easy pass. Yes, the fuck right. they are. Oh, easy pass we're not tracking, tracking your purchases with making sure that everything is digital currency. Yes, they are. Like, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, or even with just in New York, like in Times Square, we've been had the facial recognition stuff with the billboards and all that other stuff. So it's like they try to be discreet with they shit because they can't be, but they can't. I mean, they are because people, even though they may be aware of the stuff that we just said, they don't look at it like how China because China's in your face. Like they just up front. They about that shit. They're like, yeah, this is what the fuck we doing. Where the U.S. is trying to be like, yeah, you know, they try to be slick with they shit. Mm hmm. I get it. But over 20 million people in China are blacklisted. So their score is below zero and they can't get any type of housing. Okay. They can't even get a bank loan. It's like, you know, they're just prisoners. That's what's going on. And I don't know. It's a whole new world order agenda. It's like, and like I said, just another example with the LGBTQ, you know, if you speak out against them, they could mess with your job. They can, you know, do certain things to make your life difficult and i'm surprised that with those of us who refuse to take the jab that they didn't like start trying to put us on some type of blacklist in a sense where they want to publicly shame us and they kind of do you know what i'm saying but i think the shaming goes both ways because us in the truth when we are talking about the jab we're talking from a place where we want to prevent you from losing your life or for you to make a wrong decision that is going to affect you spiritually, something that you cannot come back from. But the people um, who are jabbed up, who publicly shame us for not taking it, it's more so you just want us to comply with the government because you just want shit to go back to normal. And what right. is normal in my Nothing. Dutch voice? <laughs> What's normal? Nothing. Yeah. Everything weird is normal to me. But that's a part of the desensitization. Yeah, so that goes back to our episode that we just did. You know, it's deep. But, I mean, that's pretty much it with the whole social credit system. I think it's kind of disturbing. I know it's kind of a short show, guys. But um, we wanted to just briefly talk about it because this is all about the whole, you know, B system, the new world order, this coming dystopia. And we've done several episodes on these type of topics. And um, we just thought it would be great to talk about China 
um, especially now since they have this whole new stealth variant going around and, and, and that actually helped them with their whole social credit too because because of the coronavirus they started to install cameras in the people's homes so it's just like oh just control control monitoring monitoring and my theory is that China just wants their citizens to be the majority of the population for the new world you know, because a lot of people are going to get killed off. But I think that they're showing their little 13 Illuminati families like, OK, well, we got our people already, you know, on protocol for what we're trying to do. So they probably just want the majority of their people to remain in this new functioning system. Right. While the majority of everybody else kind of like dies off. Sounds like a yep. right because how many people are in China? They have a pretty large population, right? Probably a billion more than um the U.S. Would you yes. say? Yes, definitely so yeah, I think that they they know what they're doing, and um, that's why they had the one the one daughter shit because they was just wilding too much. I don't know something about the Chinese, something about the Asians. They they something different. I know um people will connect them to Moab. But I'm not really sure. I'm not that good with connecting um, all these other nations, you know, in the ancient times to the people who are today as far as the groups of people or the different um, nations. But I don't know, man. Y'all tell me how y'all connect that to Moab. But these people are disgusting. They be eating all kinds of rats and roaches, right? Dutch, they be cooking up chow chow and meow meow and... (laughs) The General Tao's chicken is a mouse. It's a mouse. Boneless spare ribs, cat or dog legs. Cat or dog legs. Whether you like it or not. You said ribs. You mean cat or dog ribs? Spare ribs. And now you don't even say that they ribs. They just legs. They dog legs. The boneless ones. The the regular spare ribs. The one that comes with that. The ones that are without bone. No, the one with the bone. With the bone. That's a cat and dog leg. Cat and dog leg. Yeah, General Two Sows Chicken. Two Sows on Toso. T S O. Yeah, that one is mouse. It's a mouse. It's a mouse. <sighs> yeah, it. they eat everything, don't they? They eat everything. It's like, do they even have pets in China? That's a real question. Do they have dogs? That's a great question. Hold on, nah, I need to know. That's one thing I have to figure that out. Not every country believes in pets the way we do. Uh, they do. Have <laughs> Shit! Oh my gosh, Dutch. So they do have pets, but guess what? They have a you know protest against pets from slaughter. So like they have a whole bunch of dogs and cats being killed. So you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's how you fucking know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know that they are out here cooking them up because how you have protests going on to save the dogs and the cats now that's disturbing i'm not even making this shit up guys literally the article i'm gonna read the title china called to protect pets from slaughter during coronavirus lockdowns after string of horrific incidents saw cats and dogs killed why are they killing the cats and the dogs for food why for food this shit, is, this shit is crazy, all right? You thought niggas was joking when he came back and said that shit? Oh, that's cat and dog. How is anybody still eating Chinese food? I don't know. I say that shit It's not even just that they cooking mystery meat. It's the fact of the unsanitary, like, conditions. 
you know, have you ever seen a Chinese restaurant? Um, you know, my parents have horror stories, especially in New York. I don't know something about like the major city Chinese ones is probably the most dirtiest and the most vile. Niggas will go to the Chinese spot on the block, and in, in New York, we got grades on our windows. I don't know if y'all got them in every state, but I have grade A or B or C, and these niggas shit will say a clear C or a D, and niggas will still be eating that. Bro, they be roaches crawling around. <laughs> too many, too many my places, parents too many said, Chinese spots. I've seen pictures of roaches in the food. In the Bronx, but my parents said they ate in some restaurant and they saw some type of like rodents and they was out. So I'm like, these niggas, and they probably had a bunch of rodents that probably escaped their demise because they was probably about to kill them and chop them up. Yeah. Like, honestly, guys. I don't know. I just had to bring that up because you already know they they just something different, something different about the Asians. I'm not trying to offend nobody who might be Asian. Listen, but you know, your fucking people. Just how I could talk about black people, my people. Y'all know y'all fucking people. It's something different about y'all. Y'all a little little strange, you know, piece of change. Y'all a little. hmm. I don't know. But you know that's it, guys. Um, we're about to play the righteous speaks. Thank you guys for participating. Um, we love y'all much. We'll probably do a movie night for the next episode potentially, and if we do, of course, you will see the advertisements on Instagram. But let us know what you guys want us to talk about for the next show. All right, um, we may try to do like a live. Okay. I do want to shout y'all out because we do have 60,000 downloads. So that's what's up. You know, we're on our way to 75K. That's what we're going to do for the big one, honey. We got some ways to go, but I am excited for that one. That's going to be that's going to be lit. OK, so y'all willing. That's what's up. By the way, happy Passover. Hope you guys have been enjoying your meals. And we are going to hit 150 episodes. So Dutch, what do you want to do? Because this is episode 146. So we're four episodes away from 150. And we did a whole big shebang for 100 episodes. I think we'll probably do another big shebang for 200 if we do reach 200 episodes. But for 150, what we might do for you guys is do a live show where you guys can kind of call in. And we can just like chop it up and do things like that. Like, you know, here on Spreaker. How does that sound, Dutch? We'll see what happens. What you say like that for? We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Barakada. Barakada, everybody. Be safe. Hello. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 
So today's question is, we just wanted to know if there was other things out there that you think are part of the desensitization process that's going on out here. Thank you. Shalom, family. Shalom. Um, this is Brother Marcel uh, from Canada. It's coming to you. Uh, so basically, I'm looking at desensitized, uh, you know, our society. It, it's it's rough because, for example, we're like we're like little America. So everything that happens over there, over with you guys, you know, it happens here first. We're a trial test right now with everything that's going on. I think. The big one was when they consistently started putting DM characters. That was a big push right there because everyone knew somebody, right? And the thing that gets you is even gay people know it's not right. Like, there's multiple times where I've had conversations with them and they're talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm living this life right now, but there's no end. Like, for us, you know, we know if the Most High allows us to get married and have children, you know, we that that's our end. We're looking for the next generation. But for them, they don't know there's no end. It's just fun until they die. So that's one part. And then also the idea that, you know, there's no fear. That is the biggest thing is no one has fear. No, you know, no, no, nothing, you know, will happen to them if something happens. And that, that right there, that, that hurts a lot of people and they don't understand it. Um, but the big one for me right now is just the decent, you know, the desensitization of like the vaccine. Like we know in our hearts that we know what this is wrong and we mentally and physically know most high has opened up our eyes to see what's happening. Not everybody, but a few and people are playing stupid. Like over here in Canada, we're getting ready to go through, they said the sixth wave. So they're going to try to shut us down again for the sixth time. But you know, a lot of people are, are very angry. They're pissed off. And we, a few months ago, we did have a whole, you know, uh, uh, basically a big protest in our capital. At that time, our prime minister basically shut down everyone's bank account that went to that protest. And at that moment, everyone's like, wait a minute, this is not a democracy. Even though we really don't live in a democracy, nothing is free. We saw for our own eyes that we literally have an evil government that is willing to do everything to stay in power. And Satan is willing to help them out at every move they got. So this is this it's it's getting big. And now with everything happening and another shutdown, the people aren't going to stand for another shutdown. So the only thing I can see now is another civil war. And it's going to happen eventually. But it's just the leading of it. Everything from just TV, t- uh, TV, the shows, the movies, everything will happen eventually. And it's going to culminate. And this is just because of how desensitized our society is. Everything will change. Violence too. Violence is becoming nothing. Besides video games, which is a very big aspect too, a lot of these kids don't. They don't care. This next generation does not care about people. They don't care about the things that we thought about, like when we seen someone hurt or we seen someone crying or you know just the small things that made us go, "Wow, okay, we have to make sure that person's okay." You know what I mean? And especially among the Hebrew community, that was a big thing for us. Like we, when we used to hear about people killing other people and murders and this and that, we're like, you know, let's. I pray that I know black folks. You know what I mean? And we weren't the guy, we weren't the ones that did that. But now it's black people just like just like white people. And especially as the Hebrews, it's, it's a small little small community, and we're seeing more and more flock to being crazy and doing all this. So it's a lot. It's a lot of family. Um, again, family say bless. Uh, may the most high stay with all of you. Um, and walk in the light. Walk in the light.
Shalom, shalom. This is Mrs. Rory R., also associated with the Rude Room. Just want to jump on this question. Um, shout out to Vision, uh, the Visionary and the Realist. Definitely appreciate you guys putting this question on here. Um, I honestly believe, you know, when it comes to a desensitized society, that it's it's both physical and spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the spiritual side, I feel like uh, people's penal glands are so blocked. You know what I'm saying? They can't really truly connect um, to um, there's no balance emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's also a block on the types of food that we eat, um, the water, the harsh, the how horrible and harsh, harsh the water is now and the things that we put in our skin. All of it comes into play, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a spiritual block and there's, you know, things that we put in our bodies. And, um, and then from a physical point of view, there's also an oversaturation of technology. Obviously, people have over time allowed that to become a cancer. You know what I'm saying? So not only do they have a blocked penile gland and they're disconnected from spirituality, they are disconnected from truth. Honestly, a lot of our people are lost. They don't know who they are. Um, you know what I'm saying? They don't know how to, they're, they're, there's no true order in how they operate spiritually. Um, you know, they're, they tune into media and, and they're reprogrammed to, you know, not care about, you know, life and order and, and spirituality. They care more about, you know, what type of panties Nicki Minaj is wearing. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't see, you know, all these, all these giants in the world. You know what I'm saying? They don't. And truly, I don't believe they want to see it. But all praise to the Most High Yah for the ones that He's waking up to this truth. Um, this is a fantastic question. I can't wait to hear other people's responses. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. We're online 24-7. You're listening to the hottest radio station on the planet. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Post this on YouTube. We should. What would our YouTube name be? Bonnet Babes, right? No. Bonnet Babes. Together we are the Bonnet Babes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the 2 a.m. podcast. We are the Bonnet Babes, Batalia and Denisha. 
No. Special guest Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Special guest Camberley. You do not need to know our last names because we don't have any. It's like Beyonce or Brandy or Monica, you know, we're just... We're celebrities. We're micro-influencers. Yes. But we're not micro, we're macro. Yes, very macro, like the fish. (laughs) (laughs) Do you keep going? Honestly, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. um, uh, Our questions (laughs) are from my class this week. Wait, but we have to see if it's if it sounds right. I think we we sound cute. Okay, fine. All Um, right. So, for our first question, um, well, you, you want to pick a question? I mean, we have so many. But yeah, they're from my social class, my 9 a.m. Um, but yeah, she just gave us this paper for a movie we watched. But honestly, you don't need to watch the movie. I, for, I don't even know what it was called because I walked in 40 minutes late. Well, according to this paper, it was called Episode 3 oh. of The House We Live In. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I drew over it. <laughs> Uh, oh, you did this. I yeah. was like, wow, the professor is trying to really engage the <laughs> students with <laughs> with this calligraphy. Wow. The, you know, it, oh. it's, it's reminding me of your SpongeBob moment you oh. had earlier. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> the procrastination episode when he did all that work and only had the. the um, that's what this this handwriting looks like. It's beautiful. Thank you. I, I, I wrote over it. There was already handwriting there. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, look at this one. <laughs> you want to, like, close your eyes and put your finger on the question? Okay, wait. Let me. Okay, let me flip it around a couple okay, times. And then you one. Okay. You know, All right, go. I kind of feel like I have like the powers to pick. Let's go with this one. Oh, <laughs> what can I influence? That, that I don't think that's okay. Let's move it up to that one because that's not really a question. Okay. Ooh, that's the one I wanted to talk about. Oh. Okay. Okay. So it says, given that race isn't biological, should we get rid of racial categories? Why might racial classifications still be useful if we stop tracking? Racial information, how will we tell if disparities still exist? Let me read that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she is reading this. Well, she is reading this. I will be filling you guys in on what this podcast is even about. <laughs> so this is our 2 a.m. podcast that we are filming at 12... 21. Mm. Oh, snap. That's my birthday. Okay. Good luck. baby. You're good time. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, this is just a podcast where we talk about, you know, important topics, uh, deep topics, and also when we talk about absolutely nothing but what we want to talk about. So, welcome to us Mm. and our lives. Yeah. So, you read it? Yeah. You good to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but you want to go first? I'll let you I read it. Oh. So you can. Do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I read it out loud, so if you want to. <gasps> oh. That was our. That was Cam. Yeah. That was that with, you know, well, if, you, if you heard it, if you heard it. Yeah, that's our other roommate. Yes. 
She's the third bonnet babe. Well, don't tell her that. She didn't hear that, (laughs) y'all. Right. So given that racism, should we get rid of racial categories? Um... I actually think that's really stupid, you know? And I hate this whole thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when the, okay, my professor, my, this, the class I'm in that mm-hmm. I, I never go to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't never go to because she's too early, you know? And But when I do go, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like so they were like, oh, like, you know, everything is, like, constructed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, our reality is constructed because, like, we thought, like, but I'm like, who's we? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, <laughs> 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 no, because, like, what she says, she's like, you know, she's like white and everything. She's like, what have we constructed? And I'm like, no, what have y'all constructed, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I feel like, it's also, like, the way how, like, I feel like, it's just, like, who would say that? Racial you know? information. You got to tell, you got to tell the people what you're pointing at. Well, you said the wrong word, but, I mean, like, should we get rid of racial categories? Like, you can't get rid of things that have, like, been so ingrained in history, you know? Mm-hmm. How you just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not that person anymore. Like, yeah, hey. it's like you can't get rid of it. I agree, and I would say like, just going based off the first part. So it says, given that racism biological, um, no, it's not biological, but we can't. The reason why we can't get rid of racial categories is because even though it's not biological, it's still, uh, it's still kind of informs us on our experiences and it's it's a way that we um that we do classify uh disparities because it's like it's like um it's it completely influences how we're able to move around like the earth you know, like not just in society, but I mean, even though it's where we go, yeah, because it's like no matter what society you go into, like it's still been affected by like those forces and like that thinking, yeah, and like those beliefs because they have been created by like you know the place we live in and yeah. all the other places because they've all like we're kind of talking about like colonization, <laughs> um, and I feel like yeah, that's like you know, yeah, exactly. And there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot. No, I didn't forget. I just can't think of it right now. But let's go to the second part of this question. Then I might I might remember it. Why might racial classifications still be useful? Um, they're still useful because they. I mean, there's you can't get I, rid of it. Like I, right, like <laughs> I like at one of us and be like, yeah, they're white. Yeah, like I, I mean, guess that's how it works. Like. It's but the the fact that it's saying why might racial classification still be useful? It's like uh, it disregards like it's it's like uh, uh, giving the scenario of like this utopia of like hey let's say that we didn't have these racial categories well but why would these classifications still be useful to have and it's like that's not that's not our reality. Um, we can even try to have, you know, better race relations or whatever, be more progressive, but it's still, we've been, I think this is what I was going to say, <laughs> I <laughs> forgot, but we've been so conditioned. Uh, oh, no, actually, this had to do with, like, the colorblindness, but I'm going to say it for this one anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of, like, colorblindness or, like, you know, with race or anything like that, 
we've been so conditioned to like to base everything on race like we have like sort of these these prejudgments that that's in our our subconscious that we're not even aware of and it's like you can you can try and get rid of like the racial categories or like the the racial classifications but that's still going to that's still going to that's still going to exist and with people when they say like oh you know i i'm colorblind i don't see color i i only see people for you know their character um it's it's not really possible i mean i i see what they're trying to where they're trying to go with that but it's not really possible because we again have like it in our subconscious to to kind of like have those judgments. <laughs> Cam, you feel like you yeah. already barking at her, but <laughs> barking. <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know if that made any sense. No, but... it did. It okay, did. all right. I don't. Know. I feel like what like I feel like colorblind is like that's just so stupid of an mm-hmm. idea. Because I remember this. Um, let me not say this, but like I knew somebody. Okay. It was like a, Somebody. No, it was like an adult though when I like when I was younger. Okay. Who like who wasn't black. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> and she was just like so adamant on like trying to be more like inclusive or progressive. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot it was for some something I did for some like club or something. And she wrote an email back about like <laughs> about like being like basically like pro colorblind, like we are all the same. Like with like mm. the white fist emoji, we are all the same. With the like oh, we are not all, the white we fist all, emoji. No, 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 it, it was we all bleed red. Like uh, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Why am I bleeding in the first place? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do some bleed more than oh, others? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Let's get uh, on that. That I mean, honestly, you know, and for us, like as black women, our experience is. Like I said, it's, it's influenced by our, our gender, who we identify as, and also being black. And if you say that you're colorblind, then you are not seeing a part of me that is shaping my identity and my experiences and how I'm able to move through the world. That you, that you are not, like, it's it's certain barriers and obstacles that you don't have to experience. And so when you say that you're colorblind and you don't recognize that, then you're kind of like, in a way, kind of like gaslighting, but also like just overall just not acknowledging that, hey, you have these disparities. You have, a, you know, if, if both of us are going for this job, then you're going to get paid a 30 cents less to the dollar than I am, even though I'm getting paid less than a man, I'm still, you know, making more than this black woman if if I was like a white woman. And to like, just kind of like, and that's also like when we talk about like white feminism, like there's there's a difference between, like people, when people think of like feminism, it's just like, oh, feminism, all women, but- Raise the nipple. Free the brown nipple. <laughs> Free all brown nipples. Third and fourth. <laughs> okay, we won't get, we won't discuss what that's about. <laughs> what that's referring to, but um, 
but yes like we like there there is a different like white feminism does exist and there is like even i would say there's even like black feminism where it's like not the same between like black women mm -hmm. and other women of color who are not black like it's different it's like yeah. a different experience yeah because and I, I think it's it's called something else what was her name beverly smith or something it's like womenism womenist 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 <laughs> like that's yeah like that's our version of feminism but it, it it's like white feminism is just like it's that it, white feminism is something you buy at target <laughs> Like on a you know, shirt or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know, because I feel like, when, like that is what you learn in classes. Like when, it, like when I see like definitions in my classes, it's literally like, I'm like, I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I don't. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. You know? Yeah. And it's like people like, especially like, oh, ooh, should we go? Should we go? In textures. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to. You can pause it and. Oh. <laughs> okay. I sorry. Okay, I, I just started. So, had a little break with my taco breath. Um, <laughs> but I was just thinking about like how like you know like other like I feel like people. That's why I, I saw a tweet the other day mm -hmm. that was like we should really stop saying POC and like including black people because like we are so like. Like, anti-blackness is in every culture. Yeah. Like, if you're, people are like, oh, it's not us against them. And I'm like, you guys. You with, guys. with black people, it's like a free-for-all. Like, yeah. It's you guys. Come on now. Let's huddle up. Yeah. People, <laughs> then, I feel like people are always, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to say. No, like, you're good. People are always like, oh, why is it always between black and white and black and white? And, like, I get that. But, I mean, it's. Girl, it's everyone. And especially yeah. them. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy when people don't see that. And it's just like, come on now. And I feel like, I, I don't want to be like, oh, like, I would say this, so I'm like, oh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and say okay. it. Okay, well, I would say I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti-white. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just pro-black in the sense that, like, I feel like people don't um, understand, like, as black women, like, what we have to go through. You know, how you're mm -hmm. saying, like, it's distinct. You mm -hmm. know, it's just, like, from texturism to mm -hmm. colorism mm -hmm. to, like, um, sexism in the young community to like homophobia yeah. and like all this other stuff and I said people don't want to say that you know what? yeah you know what? yeah because they're not us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit here no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah let's not get that copyright <laughs> no no <laughs> but yeah and that's that's why like I'm I'm glad that like the term like the new term BIPOC mm. is like black indigenous and see, people of color see, I have another issue with that too because oh, I thought I thought it was inclusive too, but it does the same thing, doesn't it? Because oh, it really? puts it puts black and indigenous like I know how it's supposed to be like black people first and then indigenous and then like the rest of everybody else. Mm -hmm. But it's like don't I feel like there's also like an issue with that where it's also still putting them at the same level because when people refer to it, it's like in the same you know, mm. and people aren't really taught like so. And I also feel like it's also elitist because only people who are in higher education or like in like groups that use that word but no like, that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying you know what I'm talking about yeah 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 okay yeah like I don't know oh, I, I never I never thought of it that way but because when you say BIPOC out on the streets I'm gonna be like like POC I like Tupac <laughs> <laughs> Hail Mary like, <laughs> you got a biopsy <laughs> like it, honestly when I when I first heard that cause I probably just learned this term like 
two years ago like maybe because of covid right yeah 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 and the pandemic and stuff and just like work with like nonprofits and stuff i was doing like they were using a bipoc and i was like what the heck is that are they trying to spell out that's not how you what that's how you spell black (laughs) (laughs) right right i was like what is a what is a bipoc it must be uh, like I don't I understand. I didn't even know it was an acronym. Right. But um, <laughs> yes, BIPOC stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. Or I don't know if it's just Black, Indigenous, People of Color. I think it's and. And? Yeah, but you, but you don't even know. You don't even know. What I mean. I, yeah. I've been using it. I mean, I'll use it in essays, get the A, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just one of those words that I feel like also is like, mm-hmm. is it really bringing anybody? Ooh. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know, I just feel like that, like, like we're not the same. Yeah. You know? With essays, I, I say black people and other people of color. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never... like, I do, like, I, when I'm, you know, especially if it's um, something to do with, well, for, especially when it comes to, like, racial issues mm. and stuff like that, I can only write from a black experience, and I know that that's, that's going to be different from everyone else's experiences. So I have to kind of like separate. I know that sometimes people, uh, well, like uh, other people of color can experience the similar, the, yeah, same. The, the same things that we experience. Cause like, it's like when, that's why I feel like when, when black people succeed, we all succeed. Like right. when you think about the Black Panther Party, like that opened the door for so many other ethnicities and and racial groups and and just minority groups in general so it's like when 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 we're like the the people who are disrespected the most and and the most disenfranchised and and all that are pushed upwards then it lifts us all up to the top but I, I almost forgot the point that I was trying to make. <laughs> but I'm saying that's why in essays I, like, separate it. So, like, because I'll you, say... You have to. Yeah. Because if you, it, it's, like, a difference. You have to make it distinct because I feel like when people write, like, people of color and they include black people, like, mm-hmm. it's not the same. And it's, yeah. like, it's the same thing with leveling it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're not supposed to be doing that because it's, it's different. Yeah. Know? And I don't, I don't think maybe, like, people don't, I don't know. Maybe people don't like see it because obviously that's not their experiences. I mean, it's it's okay. Like if if you're Asian, for example, you're going to go through certain things and and experience certain disparities that other racial groups are not going to experience. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's okay to say that, "Hey, this is this is a, a black thing. Like this, <laughs> this affects black people the most because every every group that that is marginalized has that experience where it's like it's not the same like in in other racial groups, and that's okay. But it's again like with color blindness when you mesh everybody together, then you kind of like disregard like their their actual experiences and their actual like obstacles that they have to face and when you don't acknowledge that then how can you fix it how can mm-hmm. like if i if i cut my leg open start t- it's not gonna be graphic but if i cut when my you leg, did 
okay, I, I did. It was my ankle, but yeah. let's, okay, even better. Let's mm. use a real life experience. When I cut my ankle, um, if I, the first thing I said was, oh my goodness, like, ow, <laughs> ah, it hurts. And then what did I do? I was hopping around this place showing everybody, look, I'm, I was like, look, right. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding, like telling everybody, acknowledging the pain. The, prob- the pain and the problem. Now, if I would have just said, oh, uh, there's nothing wrong with my leg. I mean, anybody could have could walked up to me and be like, hey, Denisha, you know, you're, you're bleeding, right? I'm like, nah. You're bleeding too. <laughs> We're all bleeding. On this it's like, um, okay, but you actually like if you if none of us acknowledge that this is a problem that is sure I may have a cut, but you could actually have some damage, which I did have some nerve damage. But, <laughs> but, but she's walking. Yeah, I'm walking now, but. Um, if if I didn't if if other if I and other people didn't acknowledge that this was an issue, then I would have never been able to get help. In like you know, uh, I I don't think I iced it, but like elevating it and you know making sure it didn't no, get infected. No, we didn't infected. ice it. There was that yeah. ice thing. Yeah. When? I don't remember no. icing it. Never mind. <laughs> I'll be lying. <laughs> no. No. I use I used a lot of heat. Oh. Uh like Epsom salt baths mm. and stuff. But um, you know, elevating it and just doing things that I knew uh could heal it. Mm. Um, because I was able to identify the problem and also the pain. I was, you know, able to articulate that and you know work on it now it it may have not healed it completely but it would have been better i mean it it was better than if i would have just like completely ignored it you know or or if other people around me completely Mm -hmm. ignored what was what was going on and you know like kind of like gaslighting me like Mm -hmm. i'm not we're all bleeding (laughs) you're bleeding i'm bleeding we're all in pain (laughs) just like no but my leg is actually i can't walk right (laughs) you know so it's yeah it reminds me of what reminds me of like white women when they like that they have that like craze for like period blood like you know what i'm talking about like with the the art yeah, with the R and Ugh. and they like to draw with their period blood, which must stink. No offense, like everybody's a little fishy, you know. And <laughs> and <laughs> no, and free bleeding. I think that's so like we are like I am like your your ac- mm. people do not have access to period products. Mm-hmm. People who menstruate do not have access to period products all over the world. Mm-hmm. And you you have access to it, and you refuse to use it. Mm-hmm. Because you want to make a statement, so you, you go on a marathon, a little a little run, a little bike ride, just like bleed through your leggings. And I'm like, is that not a sign of privilege to bleed through your leggings as a form of protest against what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's like you're a weirdo for that. And I, yeah. I don't know. That's not me. I'm just thinking about the, the laundry and the laundry, the, the, the amount you got those Lululemon leggings. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred dollars, you just. Yeah, what might as well just. Yeah. And a pad as well, like $7 for a pack. Yeah. And, and that might also, like, show 
in in its own way like show privilege as well to be able to to do that and still kind of like maintain like to kind of like navigate through life as if you did have access to sanitary products like if that makes sense like you can free bleed but oh all this laundry or I could just buy another pair right. of these expensive leggings or I could just buy all this detergent and like or you know yeah. like I, I, or or like if you do use like the under pads and stuff like that like because it's, it's messy it's messy it's messy like I understand like it happens all the time like when you just like you know leak or something but like Mm-hmm. Girl, you just you just walk out free. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could not imagine doing that. I can't. You know, it, it's just uh, mm. it's like what are you really doing for the world, girly? Mm. What are you doing? I I don't I don't get that. I do, however, this would be a good time for an ad. Oh no, <laughs> not getting paid for this, but the Rael a period underwear mm. get you some okay mm. because it's amazing um it doesn't look and feel like a diaper it looks mm. like cute little vintage mm. undies you know with the little ruffles on it right oh. it, you know oh make have... that booty big <laughs> and um it feels like nothing's there it's really super soft um but yeah check it out <laughs> Every menstruating person out there, no matter who you are, check out period undies. And don't free bleed because it's gross. <laughs> or take your your uh, menstruation uh, solution and put it in a cup and paint with it. Yeah, because it's not a biohazard at all. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I you know I I feel like that's like. Mm. It just, it reminds me of, like, when people, like, don't wash their hands while they're cooking, and then they kind of, like, let their dogs or their animals lick all over their hands, and then they continue cooking, Mm -hmm. or, like, something falls on the floor, and they just, like, that's what that's giving me. It is, but it makes me itch more. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, it's blood, like. Are you not scared? And it's darker, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you have to like, oh my God, some of them have to like rack it up, you know? So like, yeah, so, it's, so you have, so it's like months <gasps> old. <laughs> and you have to put that in the fridge, yeah. otherwise it'll. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an active biohazard like that you've been brewing. <laughs> brewing, no. Not a and you can't even erase your mistakes. Like, just, if, okay, just use chicken blood. Like, if that's the case. That's not like PETA. <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on to our next question. Okay. <laughs> okay, like, we should have had a question. Hold on. You can also, um, well, you can pause oh. it. You, you, you can pause it. No. Pause it. <laughs> no. Oh. So, we're trying to figure out what to talk about next because, um... Well, we we uh, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at podcasts. We like, can talk about I don't know what 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 do our audience want to hear? Cause Everyone, like an answer. <laughs> um, um, what do we imagine them telling us? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, food, college student. I think we can't we can't lose with college student. 
I mean, not lose, but like we have so much to talk about in college. We talk about homework being due oh at eleven fifty nine p.m. on I, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just like it's just uh, anti-black. You think everything that you don't like is anti-black? <laughs> Be like that puppy with spots on it. He's anti-black. I don't. Mm -mm. Why are his spots white? He's mixed. <laughs> don't judge him. But um. last last summer, I took um, I took a class. It was this writing workshop class, and it was from like nine to one. But we like all of our classwork and stuff. We would get all of our homework done in class so like our classwork was our homework. homework oh and it was so nice it was the best i felt like actually mentally prepared for the class and excited for the class because i knew that it wasn't going to give me added unexpected stress because like professors can give you a syllabus in the beginning of the semester but they always warn you that it's sub that, that it can change and, and it does change always it does and then like this week you think that you have you know a quiz due and then it's a quiz in two essays right and a midterm yeah like that. A midterm and it's like what what why <laughs> <laughs> oh so and ruthless it's just ruthless and i I love education, but I have a serious problem with the educational system, especially in higher learning, because it's like, it's so, what was the word? Anxiety inducing. inducing. Yeah, anxiety inducing for no reason. Like, mm -hmm. they're... There's there's no way that something that I'm supposed to be doing that's supposed to be bettering my life and giving me these experiences to help me, you know, uh, figure out who I am as a person and meet new people and learn about a subject that I'm interested in should be making me, like, want to just, like, mm, it's right. over. Like, it, it, I just, I, I don't. I don't understand it. I, I know that, like, with professors, um, sometimes, like, with professors and everything, like, they can make it harder or easier depending on, you know, the major and, and again, like, their grading, um, their grading rubrics and stuff. But even if you take the professors out of it, there's still a system that we're in that's, like, A, B, C, D, F, and, like, um, oh, this semester ends here and, you know, oh, midterms are around this time and you have to have, like, it's just so, like, you kind of, like, live your entire life on someone else's deadline. Mm -hmm. It's like you have no, no real control over it. The only thing that you have control over is your outlook on it. And sometimes that can be very daunting when you know you're thinking about okay i got through this this one semester but now i have like three more years and and that's let, let's be honest like nowadays college college is not four years anymore like it's it's usually like it, it's becoming more and more it's it's taking more people six years 
to, to do college in. And that's, you know, whether you start off at community college or whatever your, your journey is, um, the average more and more is becoming six years. And it's like having to go through that again and again and again. And if you're taking summer classes, winter classes, however, um, you know, however long you're, you're doing it for, it's like how, you know, staying motivated through just going through these ups and downs and just... It's just like assignment after assignment. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just so tiring. And I, I, I feel like... You're saying how like the new average is like six years. I think it's like five to six years, though, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like not even transfer, like just in general. And I feel like COVID even like worse than that with like Zoom. Oh my oh. gosh, Zoom fatigue was so mm-hmm. bad. Like I, I don't even feel like it can't even be described. Like it was just like <laughs> <laughs> it was like nobody was doing their assignments. Like the class average for everything was lower, mm-hmm. you know, or if the class average was higher, it's because students had been cheating. And the professor gets, like, mad and then penalizes the entire class or mm-hmm. class section. Um, so then our class could get lower. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, this constant, like, you know, like you were saying, this constant, like, ups and downs, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it, it was, you were saying how it's, like, even without the professors, it's just, like, no matter what it is, like, it's, you know, academia. Mm-hmm. And academia sucks. Academia is stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's smelly. Smelly. You don't <laughs> like academia. Do you think, how you think that would, like, do you think, um, like, how should I put this? Like, you brought up the pandemic and, and Zoom and everything. Do you think that it would be possible to have, um, you know, for that time when everything was moved to Zoom, that it could be, like, an enjoyable experience or... Or negative. I, mm-hmm. I, think, it, I think the issue with that, I feel like, is... Like, the university's pushing us mm. to go in person when a lot of people did want to stay on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I, I know, especially with people with disabilities, you know, a lot of students with disabilities were, you know, wanting to be on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like um, our university, like, I feel like mo- most Cal States and UCs were forcing their students to go on in person no matter what. Mm-hmm. And most of the classes that were on Zoom pr- the previous semester, not even year semester, are now all in person, mm-hmm. you know, and all these people can't even afford to go here, like, the housing here for, like, this prison, <laughs> <laughs> like, this, like, we have rolly chairs because, like, they think we're gonna, like, try to hang ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and our popcorn ceiling, <laughs> our white and refrigerator, our, our, um, our windows that um, only open, thin, like, four inches, four inches, because they think we're gonna jump out, and I'm like, don't y'all see a problem with that, like, why do your students want to kill themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Why does why do so many students struggle? You know, with you know, caps, caps. caps. We love that at our school. Co- uh, what does it stand for? Counseling and psychological services. Mm. I have a therapist. And I don't. <laughs> and you need what I'm telling you. All I, especially if you are a black college student who works. We need therapy. We do like, like if if somebody if somebody comes up to me and be like, you know, oh, why are you in therapy? Because I'm a black woman who's in college. Oh, that's why. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like because you have like all of this. It, it's it's tough enough being 
a, a college student, you have to think about all these different things, like being an adult and also uh, having a, a social life or something like that, or you know, uh, staying on top of your academics. It's just so much, and also you're in that that stage where you're Tay youth. That's transitional age youth between 18 and 25, so I'm still Tay youth. Okay. <laughs> but um, we are just trying to like figure out who you are as an adult, and you have all of this and. Boom, racism. Boom, microaggressions. Just boom. Mm, 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 mm. They close the door on you. Mm. Boom, they won't let you in the elevator. Boom. They call you a uh. name. <laughs> <laughs> boom, you're the only black person in the whole class. Right, and if you are, it's with the Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Oh, my the goodness. Of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah, I how 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 has your experience been here so far? Yeah, or oh. just like in college in general? Cause you're a sophomore, so you still you still fresh. Oh, Tom, yeah, you're still Denisha, fresh. Denisha's a senior. I am <laughs> six year. I'm a super senior. Uh, boop, boop. And I'm mature. Yeah. I'm I'm almost thirty. Okay, <laughs> but she still looks what. I still look 29. No, I'm, um, I'm only 25. Girl, she looks 20. You look so pretty. Aww, you so thank beautiful. You. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. You're so pretty, too. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> um, I was asking you about your experiences as oh. a sophomore because you spent your, your freshman oh, yeah. year and oh, your like, first half of your sophomore year. I feel year. so. Okay, it's going to sound. Um, this is going to feel weird, but like I don't feel mature. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I I feel like I don't have any y'all hear the shout in the back not a toilet. Um, <laughs> I feel like if they hear anything they yeah, might not live. Yeah. You might not, but knowing how Apple is. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like because my first two years were on Zoom, I have no like actual college experience. Mm. You know, and it's just like it's whatever. You know. Yeah. Like I'm I it's like I can't do anything. Like I'm just thankful I'm alive. You know. Mm-hmm. I could. You know. It's just like it's. You know, it's whatever. Like, I know so many people, like, passed away from COVID. And I'm kind of just thankful I'm alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's, you know, trauma, you know. It's just gratitude. Gratitude, yeah, for being alive. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just feel like, wait, maybe, are you talking about, like, my experiences here or just, like, just like being a college student because uh, your okay. first year and the first half a year of this year was through Zoom, okay, Zoom. like you were virtual. It was so bad. Like, you could just tell if people were getting Zoom fatigue because nobody was turning anything in. Like, I'm currently late on work because, like, I'm just not used to the in-person mm-hmm. workload. I've, I've always been, like, struggling at the end of the semester because I get tired of it. Like, so tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, burnout. I feel like burnout. Yeah, burnout is real in yeah. college. Like, sophomore slump. Like, when people just drop out sophomore year, like, I get it. Like, I'm right mm-hmm. beside you. Yeah. <laughs> Academic probation. Um... <laughs> No, I'm not even, I should not be joking about it, but, like, yeah, yeah I was very No, I, I get, there's been multiple times where mm-hmm. I was, like, debating, is this something that I really yeah. want, is it worth yeah. it? And I feel like it's also, like, the stress of, like, doing Zoom, like, as a person mm-hmm. is so stressful because, like, you would have, especially if you live in, like, a small home. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just have, like, my mom in the back, like, just yelling, you know, doing her thing. You know, I love her, though. Or just, mm-hmm. like, my, it's just, like, if you live in a small space, but, like, Zoom was just, like, 
not accessible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Zoom was accessible at all, especially when, like, you had to get laptops. Any, like, literally, like, oh. oh. Yeah. Like, the beginning of the, the pandemic was so inaccessible for so many people, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, remember that, like, one, I felt like there was one video that went viral about, like, those kids who were, like, in a Taco Bell parking lot or McDonald's parking lot. Yeah, for the Wi-Fi. For the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you know? McDonald's Wi-Fi, like, that's always a joke, mm-hmm. but it's, like, no, it's serious. Yeah. You know, on the, like, Chromebooks. You know, I had a Chromebook when I was in, because my first year on Zoom or semester was in high school. So oh, I wow. literally, yeah, I literally started Zoom wow. at the latter end of my senior year. So I didn't, like, I didn't have any, like, prom, I didn't have any of that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I literally still feel like I'm in, not, not that I'm in high school, because I feel like I've matured, you know, enough, mm-hmm. and I honestly wasn't. I wasn't very much like a kid. I was very much, you know, kind of boring, you know. But that's okay. <laughs> you're not boring. You're no, like I feel like I feel like now, like compared to then, like you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very much just like there, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know my place. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I feel like I've matured even more because it, I'm just like I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the pandemic has really changed all of us in like. Even the way that we, like, you know, like, we speak, the way we talk. I don't know. I said that again. I think the way we sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of us are, like, a lot of us don't sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't tell if that's also because we're college students. But I feel like I, man, high school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping either. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we also have, like, this, like, urgency or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like the burnout in a pandemic has been too much. Yeah. And I feel like it's just, like, the pandemic has been, like, literally my entire college experience from my from my high school to my college experience you know that's crazy that you were in high, high school, school when the pandemic when started. started and now i'm about to be a junior wow and we're probably still gonna be wearing masks my senior year because there probably will be another surge because people aren't wearing their masks and because people don't understand how vaccines work still <laughs> because Sorry. our public health system is stupid <laughs> stupid that's the word for today. Stupid. That. That's what we're going to call the, what's it called? CDC. Mm-hmm. More like box of lies. <laughs> I don't get acronym? that joke. No, like a box of lies. Like they're just oh, like, box of lies. Yeah. I thought, I was like, what is a box of lies? It's like the, <laughs> that like another name for BIPOC? <laughs> yeah, is that a cereal? <laughs> mm, no. Box of lies. <laughs> This is an ad for a box of lies. <laughs> also known as CDC. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, trying to explain to people. Remember this one guy, the DMV, was hitting on me when I was trying to get my um, ID because, mm-hmm. you know, I just can't drive. But I wanted my ID so mm-hmm. I can have an ID. <laughs> yeah, I think you need um, an ID to have, like, a bank. Yeah, oh, well, I, I didn't have an I was living my best life. Um mm. Idealist, um, <laughs> but I, I was getting my this dude, this old ass man was hitting on me, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just play along because I'm kind of bored. Because <laughs> you know, I've been waiting in that line for three hours, the, three to four hours. Why does the DMV hate people? They hate black people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I don't know why, but um, it's just like that because our government sucks, um, mm-hmm. everything federal sucks. Anyways, um, I forgot what I was saying, honestly. You were saying oh yeah, this man was hitting on you. Okay, and he was like, "By the way, this is like earlier this year." Mm-hmm. He was like, "I just don't get all that fuss. Like, it just he's like, it's not it's not real." And I was <sighs> like, "Okay, like," and he was he was another black man, of course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll be nice, and I won't just like <laughs> talk in his face." 
And I was like, yeah, like I had COVID early this year, to be honest with you. And it was probably the worst times I've ever been sick. I was like bedridden for like two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I have asthma. So like, you know, like I was very much, uh, uh. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like seeing the stars, <laughs> cartoon like Tom and Jerry. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I was trying to explain to people like how a virus manifests mm-hmm. and like, I'm trying to explain to them what a virus is and all this stuff. Like, trying to explain what a pandemic, like, what a virus is and how, like, you know, how it goes mm-hmm. to people, people contact and all this other stuff. And it's just, like, it's ridiculous that, like, me, like, probably it's, like, I just got out of high school. I have to explain to this, like, grown man how the pandemic, had, like, why, why it is and, like, why it's so serious. Mm-hmm. Because, like, our, our government hasn't, you know, hasn't yeah. reciprocated. They've only said, like, oh... They, we don't even social distance anymore, which I think is also insane. Mm-hmm. You know, like, other countries, they are having another lockdown. They are having, like, another surge. Mm-hmm. And America, we're just like, nah, like, let's have our, like, we're doing good. We have no masks. We don't like have a mask. Spring break. Spring, spring break. Spring break. Let's get that economy up while killing our people. Yeah. 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 You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm just tired of it. I mm-hmm. feel like being a college student during, not even college, high school to college student, Zoomer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just so tired of it. And it's just like, and we've had like no help. I feel like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, it's really you stupid. Better. But when you said Zoomer, I was thinking of like a Gen Z boomer. Yeah, that's how I was thinking about That's why I said Zoomer. We're in the back Wait, what was I saying? You were saying you're tired of COVID. Oh, yeah. So I'm tired of it, and I was just think how like my professors don't have any leniency anymore. Like they mm-hmm. don't think we are in a pandemic anymore. Yeah, like with the grading and with stuff. The grading, whole that's the university. Shit. The university's like grading policy, so it's different for each professor, right? We'll bleep out that. Um, no, we won't. No, we'll bleep out the 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 bad words. No, we won't. I can't edit. <laughs> Every pause, and okay, you have well, to listen to because I can't well, edit. Next time, I'll just go beep. <laughs> <over> you. <laughs> no, because their grading policies for like I haven't. They not not a single one of my professors turn like turns in. Like I cannot turn in any late work. Wow. This is my first semester on campus on campus during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and I am not allowed to turn in any late work. And let's put an emphasis on. During, during, because this is not post. Post. We are not in a post-racial society, and we are not in a post-pandemic ah. <laughs> society. We are very much, yeah, coughing and coughing and sneezing. Yes. You know. And being racially profiled. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for us. Yeah. yeah. No. And yeah, it's just like no leaves anymore. It's just assignment after assignment. If you don't do your assignment, you fail, and that's on you. And that's why you're not going to graduate for me. And it's not you. It, I, I, yeah. But yeah, it, it feels like we didn't learn anything. anything. Because, like, the, it, it's just like, okay, so now, now it's even worse. Because now you're taking the thing that would stress people out so much, the grading policy and all that. And now you're going to put that, mm, smack it on top of, still being in a pandemic and now we have to think about our health a a lot of us are in a racial pandemic as well Mm -hmm. and have been for centuries and so now it's like okay boom 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 school racism health 
COVID, blah, 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 blah. Like, people are still dropping like flies, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not saying that like it's not as bad, but it's just like it is still affecting the communities that we are from. Mm -hmm. You know, like we, our communities will never recover from this. Like, mm -hmm. there are communities that, like, will never recover from this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, most of those are from those. And, yeah. like, we can't even realize it because we are still, you know, in this state of, like, being traumatized and, like, going through this. Yeah. And I remember when, um, I think it was probably, like, three months into the pandemic, and I was thinking, like, dude, what, what if this, or maybe it was six months or something, I don't know, but mm -hmm. I was like, what if this lasts, like, a couple of years what if this last five years I was thinking I was talking with my mom and I was mm -hmm. like what if like we don't in what if we're not out of this till like five years she was like you, you know you can't think about that we just have to Get you know by. go day by day and stuff and because we don't we don't know what happens that might be it might not be but um even like we're I mean it's April of 2022 uh and we've been in this pandemic over two years and it's like now us being in this place or like maybe slowly declining but still kind of being in that stage of life we're recovering from it slowly by 2025 seems more realistic because nobody thought that we would even be in a pandemic for even a year like we were, we thought that it was going to be three weeks. Right. To shut down. <laughs> three weeks turned into two years. That just made me realize that the pandemic or like us being cut off like mid school day to go home mm -hmm. was like the week of my birthday. And I was 17 <gasps> when the pandemic started. Oh my gosh. 17. And now I'm like 20. Oh, that's like three years. Has yeah. it been three years? It's been two. It's been two, but I was 17, like a year. You know, but that's still like, cause it was crazy because I don't even, it doesn't even seem like. It seems like that. It seems time. like if, if I if I try to figure out like how old I've been in the pandemic, it's like, oh, it's only, I've only turned one age. I've only had one birthday since the pandemic. But no, like it's been about three, three yeah. birthdays, two or three. And oh, that's so crazy. I, like, have no words. That's... I was thinking of something else about that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, not you. Like, I just forgot. Like, there's something else. Okay, let me say random words and see if it sparks <laughs> your memory. Okay. COVID. <laughs> Rapid. Test. Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. How, like, expensive mm -hmm. that COVID testing was in the beginning because um, the only people who could afford it were, like, white people. And it was only in, like, white areas for, like, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember people were, like, texting me, like, hey, like, where do you get testing from? Because, like, the places that, like, was near my high school was, like, charging $250. $250? rapid test that you can buy one app for, like, Safeway or, like, fucking Rouse for, like, $10. $250 for a rapid antigen test. Oh my goodness! And around was this in like this was probably twenty one or something? Because I don't even think I, I, I think all of twenty twenty rapid tests didn't even exist. I don't remember. They? I think maybe they did, and we just didn't know because they're so. I don't. I don't think I got tested until. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, actually, I, I don't think I actually got, like, tested for COVID until, like, this year. Oh! <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, if you, like, have symptoms or if you've been in contact. Like, I feel like um, if a lot of people who did, like, social distance stay at home, like, they didn't really have to mm-hmm. because, like, you weren't out. Um, but I was also working at that time, so were, like, people in my family, so we had to constantly get tested together. Mm-hmm. And when we did, it was at, like, these... <laughs> like ghetto (laughs) I should not say that word but because it's anti-black but um literally like Mm -hmm. like the word like they weren't the worst like it was at like the city college or something but like compared to like we're all like like bougie like rich baby people and like Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills it was like oh like we're in our cars like in some like janky parking lot in the middle of nowhere whoa like getting it done, probably getting our social security number taken away. <laughs> now it's being sold on the black market. Oh my goodness. I'm kidding, let me stop. But um I can't remember what I was saying, but it's okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be called the black market. It should be called the white people market. No, no, it shouldn't be called that either, Mataya. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> why does it have to be why is the black market bad, huh? Let's think about that. Hmm. Not because of human trafficking, but because it's what? what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a whole other topic, like black market, black clouds, black cat. But that reminds me, there was this black cat that, was, um, that we found in our garage. It was literally October of 2019 so it was literally around the time when like I came to SJSU like for my campus tour and stuff mm-hmm. and he just would not leave and he was there for a good like 10 11 days and stuff and he had like these beautiful like greenish blue eyes Aww. and stuff and he was a black cat and I was like Mm-mm, see like you are not bad luck you are a blessing because you're black <laughs> You're, it's not going to be a bad thing. It's not going to be a neg- negative thing. You're black, and that means that you are beautiful, and you are filled with good luck and good fortune and blessings and stuff. And I named him Jet because he was black, and I named him not for a Jet magazine. Aww. Or actually, I mean, it was that and because he was Jet, jet black. black. That's cute. I love black people. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. We, so media of the week. What should we do? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's media like, of the week to close to? us out? Mm. What's what? What is what is our media of the week, Batanya? Like what songs have I been listening to? No, I thought we were going to. Well, fine. <laughs> Sorry, I meant what shows have we been watching? So <laughs> we watched. <laughs> Well, we went on our 12 a.m. in and out run the other night. Was it? Yeah. We came it back really 12? late. I thought it was 11. No, but we came back like at 12 when we were watching it. Oh, either so. way, when we were living our college student lives, because college, the bedtime of a college student is anywhere between, I'd say, 11 and 4. Yeah. Yeah. What you were saying? Um, <laughs> we were watching Bel Air on Peacock yes. Original, mm-hmm. and we can only afford the first episode because it was F R E E. 
F R E E. That spells free. Creditreport.com. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Yes, but yeah. What did you think? What did you think? I okay. I'll just say this. I apparently was the only one that knew that it was supposed to be a drama because everyone else was like, "Oh wow, this is so dramatic." Why are the, this is not funny at all. This is not like the sitcom at all. It's like, did did y'all not watch the trailer? No, we were on did TikTok. Y'all, y'all Gen Zers and your TikTok. Leave us alone. Your no. dad gone TikTok. <laughs> your dad on talk Tik. Oh. You know what? I was on YouTube, okay? Where and I, probably not as much as me because mm. that's my form of social media. Mm. But, um... <laughs> But uh, I watched the original trailer, mm-hmm. like, when it first came out. Like, the, the first one, because it, like, started off. So, it wasn't supposed to, like, the show wasn't going to happen. But somebody, uh, I think he's a part of the show now, like, as a writer or director or something. But he created, like, this sort of, this. Skit? Parody? Yeah, it was, it was like a skit, but it was a trailer. Mm-hmm. So he just did the trailer as like a dramatic uh, take on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so Will Smith like saw it and he was like, oh, we need to do something with this. And so he reached out to, you know, the guy and, and that's how it got turned into a show. So it actually started from that trailer because... Honestly, when I first saw the trailer and you know, when a lot of people, like a lot of people in the comment section and stuff were like, okay, so when is this? Because it was kind of like a movie trailer. We were like, okay, so when, when are, when are when? we going to turn this into a real thing? Because right. this is, this is good. Like it was, it was amazing. It was like, wow, a dramatic take on the Friends of Air, what? And so I was so excited for it. And then there, I was like, oh man, it's probably not going to get turned anything but at least we have the trailer um but they ended up turning it into a show and i watched the trailer for the show too and that's why i was not surprised oh when... oh, oh. <laughs> put those horses down why are you yelling at us okay well we just watched like a few videos on tiktok and all of them happened to be about carlton okay so That's y'all all had from no prior had, knowledge. Well, we watched the trailer like when it came out months ago. We didn't remember a single thing. Okay, let's talk about the quality. Okay. The quality. The quality. We were in Philly. We, we were, were in Philly. And then we were in Bel-Air. <laughs> like the quality, I felt like we were in the screen. And yeah. then talked about your little, your dream or something, or like something you wrote where like, you felt like you were in the TV, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a that would that'll take a minute to explain, but yes, um, <laughs> um, yeah. And it was honestly, it was like movie quality. It was so good. Like, and just with that one episode, like by the end of it, I felt like I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. It was so fulfilling. Yes. Like. It's everything. Coco Jones. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> mm. The only person on there I know and love. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody. I feel like it was just so good. Except the, what's his name? Phil? Oh, yeah. Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil kind of looks scary. Um, not like that, but like scary. And he kind of, what was, um, 
Summer was saying, um, our only other friend. Um, she was watching the movie with us. Okay, I've got, we've got to say that. Like, we were okay, after we got our in yeah. and out, we had like our other friend Summer. And we have but, to get her consent to like, okay, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Um, in and out. <laughs> um, oh, she was saying that he kind of like gave villain vibes, and I was like, no, he didn't. I mean, maybe because he kind of like has that grin. You agree with her? No, because I felt it. Like I don't know, but it was only because he was angry at Will for mm-hmm. trying to go back home. So I was like, yeah, of course he gives villain vibes. He's a parent. Mm-hmm. No offense, parents, but like <laughs> on parents TV, just don't understand. No, because it. Mm, do you get that reference? No. You youngin? For but, for those but, of no. you listening to this <laughs> podcast who don't understand that reference, uh, Fresh Prince, Will Smith, uh, is, uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. when he, when the show first came out and stuff, started off as a rapper, okay? And mm-hmm. had a song that was called Parents Just Don't Understand, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen. Listen. Oh, how? And my Oh my gosh. Okay, that was later in life, but that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were. That's the third bonnet, babe. I'm sorry. Oh, you're like our third guest. I'm at your. That was Cam, but she made a great point. Yeah. She agreed. I, I know that he was, but I just don't remember any of the songs. It's fine. Gen Z years. Okay, I know he had songs. But okay, fine. It's fine. But, um, and there were a lot of references to the... Um, song. Yeah, to the theme song in there. Like, I don't know if y'all... Um, if y'all got the reference when he was in the airplane and he had the, the champagne juice. glass of orange juice, but like in the first episodes, like when it first, like maybe the first three episodes or something, there was actually like a longer version of the of the theme song and it shows like Will actually like on the plane and like his mom like packing his suitcase and stuff and him being on the plane and stuff. And um, when he's when he's on the plane, he's like talking about being in first class and like having a glass of orange juice and a champagne glass and stuff like that. So I was like a, a reference to it. And then there was also like little lines where you just it pop up. Yeah, it was so annoying. Honestly, it was kind of cheesy. Honestly, For a drama. Yeah. 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 Just, was, just a smidge. It was like watching a reality TV show, but you knew what was gonna happen. It's like when the subtitle. It's like when you're watching a movie, but you put mm-hmm. the captions on, like the subtitles, because you uh-huh. put them on, but they come too early. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Oh, that is so annoying, and it's also an accurate depiction. Yeah, like it was annoying. I was kind of like, okay, we get it. Yeah, we get it, but it was good. Yeah, no, I would watch the second episode if we could afford it. Um, one day, one day, I think. Wait. You said it's on Peacock. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, you I do it have that. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't uh, on my laptop for now. For now. Okay, I hope I can because I I know I have it at home, but mm. I have to see if my laptop is. I'll buy it. It's yeah. Fine. If it is one, because 
We have to continue. Okay, okay. I'm saying like in, instead of like buying it. I, I don't know if I can buy it. I'll take my brother pay for it. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, when it was like a visual reference, like with orange juice, then it was like less cringy because I was like, oh snap, that's from the thing. But when they were just like sprouting all those lines yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. It was like, take, sit down. Yeah. You know who I didn't like though? Hillary. Yeah, and? Oh, on Viv? Yeah. Hmm. Was that it? Because you're saying it like I still didn't guess it. Yeah. Um, the dude at the car, Jazz. Oh, Jazz? Like him. Mm-hmm. Um... Who else? I don't know. Carlton just gives, gives us some on Carlton. Can we please? Ooh. Oh. They're I'm like, <laughs> long talking. But, um, Carlton just gives me the heebie-jeebies. But I think he's a lot of, he's real. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of how, you know, um, <laughs> um, try to, like, assimilate into, like, that white mm. suburbia. Yeah. And it's, it's real because I've seen it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, oh, yeah. you're scary. Yeah. You know, like Uncle Ruckus, but real. Ooh, not Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. Yeah, there's no video. It's just it's this podcast. What was I saying? We should have heard what we just paused for a second. <laughs> oh, I for, I keep forgetting that we can like listen to oh, it back. You were talking about what were you talking about Carlton? But what, what were you about to say? Ah, uh, yes. Well, you were about to say something though. You were saying something about him assimilating. Oh yeah. How him like trying to assimilate to like white suburbia. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, he's real. Like, yeah. he's a lot of people. Yeah. scary. Yeah, that's crazy. I forget what I was going to say, but I know that, like, okay, so not to give, like, a spoiler, but spoiler. So, like, the Carlton in the dramatic one has, like, a drug issue and stuff. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, and I feel like some people... Like, watching it would be like, oh, man, why did they give Carlton, like, that? Like, that's so dramatic. Like, that's so... What, what is that? Um, that's just the door. Oh, okay. Probably the wind or something. Yeah. But um, if you think back to, like, the, the, the sitcom version, Carlton did have, like, like there was an episode, like, when they were at prom or something, he was, like, on speed and yeah. stuff like that. So, I feel like that's probably where they pulled from. So, throughout, I think, so far, like, with with this show, I think they'll kind of, like, pull from different, like... Episodes. Because that was a dramatic sort of episode, even though it was comical. Um, the scene when Will was like, he got him from my locker. <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, it was dramatic and a family moment and stuff. And so I feel like they'll probably pull from pieces of that and just kind of like nurture make, it, yeah. nurture it. And stuff. Like make a new story, but not. Like just like a new, like, you know, like mm-hmm. a new pathway, I feel yeah. like. Or even just like use it to to add like more drama to like the character development right. and stuff. 
Um, he was like, it's just like perks. He's <laughs> like, like, it's just Zanny. It's just a Zanny. It's just a Zanny crushed up. Like 500 Zanny just crushed up on just, the table. No, this is oh pixie dust. Damn. So there was so much on that table that he sorted up. I literally, we were got, we were. I was like, oh. The way that it like, the camera panned in uh-huh. from like, well, we were like, hey, hey, hey we're uh-huh. all dancing in the video. She's <laughs> like, like, oh, so he's done this <laughs> yes, before. Like, he's a pro. Yeah. Oh my god, that had us. We were gagged. I I can only imagine. Like we stopped eating. <laughs> and we were eating that up. Like up. it it hurts to get a COVID Water. test, right? And have that thing in your nose. Know. So could you imagine like that? Just Wait, like it's just like. Ugh. And it, nothing that I know, but. I'm saying it, it probably feels like when you're like in the pool and like you get like water sorted up. Mm. You know that feeling of oh my oh, god. Oh, it's the worst. Like, and like my like... brain hurts. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh. oh, another topic that's okay. not related to drugs. Um, okay. <laughs> but what's it called? Um, I love the love interest. I love mm. how she's not like a stick. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. She's beautiful. Also, I think it's so funny how Carlton is short. Like, I keep forgetting, but, like, <laughs> no, like, she, the, the love interest that he's also, I guess, they were, uh-huh. like, she's taller than him. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They really, they really stuck to yeah. it on that one. But, yeah, I love how they have, like, they're really, like, showing representation in this one and, and making right. sure that, like, maybe, like, people who probably like you know like just to just to do it different than in the original Mm. you know to make sure that it was like the house and everything and just I I don't know but I just I love it I feel like it's 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 perfect for the world that we're in today and like I I don't know it just makes me feel all You know what it feels like, though? What? Like watching the black Kardashians, if the Kardashians are actually black. That is... Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's honestly, it's so nice to see, like... Oh, because they ball and ball and... Right. Like... They're living it. Oh, everything from the... room. The, the room... The one room was the was the side. Literally, mm. it would be three of our apartments. Our dorm, by the way, our dorm apartment with like six six people in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that's just one room, and everybody has their own room. Room, and it's like, and and that's not even the closet. It's not even the bathroom. It's not even the the guest house, the or the pool house, and mm. just. I don't know, and the clothes and everything, and just, you know, mm. loved it. I feel like we are falling asleep, though. Just a smidge. A little bit. What's one thing that we should, you know, leave it off at? Um, uh, let's see. Um, there's more to oh i'll say um it's easter today it's april 17th 2022 and uh happy easter 
everyone. And yeah, let's all shake off <laughs> all the negativity. Yeah. <laughs> shake it off. And just like mm, rise up and mm. black people forever. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you know that kind of you know, remember, you know I'm referencing? It's this one video where that, that black boy goes into that crowd of like people protesting against like some like law that's like Republican and he's like, Black people forever. You know? If it was like, on TikTok then no. I'm sorry. I'm not on um, TikTok like that. I don't have a TikTok. I think it was also on like Twitter, but I don't know. I don't have Twitter. Oh. I have <laughs> I have Instagram, you can follow me. Um and that's it. I mean and I also have Facebook. Last thing we have a promo for a business called Bonnie by Denisha. Hey. Oh <laughs> That's my business. Um, yeah. I, I don't... I, that yeah. was informative. But <laughs> Misha has Bye. room spray. That our room, if I did spray it right now, would smell like... Yes. And don't... Not to spoil it, but um, another product that is currently under development. But um, if you want to, you know, learn more. I also have an app. But if you want to learn more about, you know, Bonnie by Denisha, just go ahead and follow Bonnie by Denisha on IG, you know. And when I actually launch my products officially, you'll know about it. But we, uh, I was about to say we major in. I'm so stuck in college <laughs> terminology. <laughs> we focus on bath and body products. So you know more to hmm. come but yeah whoop, whoop. Hey, hey. all right and that's the end of the first episode if you enjoyed today's show please head over to itunes give us a rating and leave a review please follow us on facebook and subscribe via itunes like us on facebook All right, this is the Low Sodium Gaming Podcast, otherwise known as LSG. My name is Chris, and this is Rob. Say hi, Rob. Hey, what's up, guys? And today we're going to be talking about, is the video game industry woke? So, short answer. Spoilers. No. <laughs> That's my opinion, though. <laughs> Rob, how do you think? What do you All think right, about so, it? No, no. So, like, we... It's it's a good that you mention it. Um, it, it's not that it's the industry is not woke, but I do feel that industries do feel pressured um, about the local minority, or not the local, but the vocal minority of people that do find offense to some of these video games, where they're they're very much upset of how people are being represented, and they'll scream out, they'll cry out, say like things like, uh, this this video game is is not doing you know not doing right by these other people and such and then then all of a sudden it blows up and we have we have companies trying to scramble so i think that's where you see also the like video games going to the point of like listen like i i understand what you're talking about so what we're gonna do is 
like do like a Ubisoft where I'm going to allow you to pick either a man or a woman and you decide however you want to play those characters um, instead of focusing on one individual person and continuing that story. Uh, it, and it, for, for it, in order to make everybody happy, it makes sense. But I also think that's, uh, that's where I think um, stories can be diluted. And, okay. and we, maybe I can go on a tangent here. Um, one of the things that I, I get upset about is, is in the Ubisoft games, especially in the Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla and Odyssey, um, in Valhalla and Odyssey, like they, the the people that are developing the game are very much, especially like the afterwards, they'll tell you like, well, we we really wanted you to play the female character of the these these games, and you know, like we, they they hinted at you, they'll 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 make those characters a little more likable. Like, for example, in the terms of Alexios and Cassandra, a lot of people picked... Uh, a, a lot of people picked Alexios, but, like, overall, the consensus was that Cassandra was the better... better The person was a better actress and more likable. And even in the storyline, uh, Cassandra is the canon character. Yeah. Right? But... Cassandra doesn't fit in the historical aspect of Assassin's Creed. So they bring a lot of things into the mix, like, oh, Ubisoft takes pride in like the, the historical events mixing story with history, uh, their own story with history, and I think mm-hmm. it's great. But it like it gets diluted when they they change too much the like the historical background of it. Because one thing that I do appreciate about these games is that they try to bring the culture to of that generation, the yeah. culture of the game of that era, yeah, yeah, that 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 era. But then it gets diluted completely when you're saying to me that Cassandra was a Spartan. She fought in Spartan wars. That she was considered a Spartan. Uh, whenever there is, I, I always gets me upset. Like whenever there is a bunch of men in our like in politics and in the Assassin's Creed Odyssey games, it's like they see Cassandra speaking out and like making powerful statements, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's good. That's a, they're very open of you, and 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 I'm glad <laughs> that you brought this up. I'm gonna listen to you now." I'm like, I don't know if like for me like in that time, like I don't know if every person would have been the same. Like my understanding is that. It's like even in those, even in those times, even though like at least in Spartan, Spartan women had rights and they could divorce and they could get at property and all that stuff, and that's all well and cool. But when you're talking about Greek society, like the the Greeks themselves, they didn't they they didn't give a lot of rights to women. So when this happening with Cassandra and she's talking and and uh, and bringing about these ideas and men are listening, I'm like. Uh, yeah. So like what I what I would have liked from Ubisoft was like commit, just commit to the woman, you know, commit to the female yeah, show character. that struggle, show what she has to go through. Don't freaking exactly. build the story around trying to tiptoe between, you know, the a male and female character when you can barely tell the story and convince people of what's actually going on. Exactly. Like 
I would have loved for Valhalla because they they're saying that Eivor, um, I I I picked the male version because you're dealing with England at that time. It's the 800s, England. You're dealing with the the Catholic Church. Um, yeah, like in that respect, like again, in that those times, women's didn't did not have a lot of rights. And here no. comes Eivor as a as a woman. You know, just like I will save you, and like the 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 Catholic character is like, oh, go for it. You know, like that very nonchalant. I'm like, I don't, well, I don't know, I don't know that that would have been that easy. You know, I. So I, before we go any further, what I want to do, and I meant to do this a little bit earlier, but I want to define what wokeness is according to at least to Wikipedia. All right, so woke is an English adjective meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. That originated in African American vernacular English, AAVE, beginning in the 2010s. It became it came to encompass a broader awareness of social inequities such as sexism, and has also been used as shorthand for left wing ideas involving identity politics and social justice, such as the notion of white privilege and slavery reparations for African Americans. Now, I want to say that I grew up in the 80s and 90s and woke never really like that racial prejudice and discrimination thing for, for me personally growing up, it didn't mean that, but it means to have a brighter, you know, broader knowledge of things going on along with like how people actually treat you and view you and things like that. So yeah, the racial racial prejudice and discrimination was a part of it, but that wasn't the only thing about wokeness. Like when somebody was like, you know, I'm woke, this, that's not necessarily what they meant. They're the whole it was a whole concept that that encompassed a lot more than just racial prejudice and discrimination. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, when I hear the word woke in uh, being used uh, to describe situations in video games, it's it's odd to me. It's weird to me. In looking at this definition, it, it starts to make sense. When people say like, oh, you know, this game is just, you know, social justice, you know, social justice ideas and, and it's woke and they're, they're forced diversity and stuff like that. It makes sense to me after reading the definition. But like when I was first hearing, it's like none of this makes any sense. Cause none of this is none of this is woke at all. <laughs> I'm going to say I think people have lost the definition of woke. Yeah, uh, it, you can call you can call anything woke. So, yeah. We, we we were talking about this uh, a couple of days, uh, not a couple of days ago, just literally a couple of minutes ago. Um, it, it, remember the Avengers scene, the Endgame part, where like yeah. all, all the, the female characters are together. Like you'd be surprised how many people call that scene just like that scene woke. It, was it woke? It, I mean, it it was, and you know, there's also been that that whole. Uh, negative view painted on feminism and how you know how that hasn't you know had a negative effect on video games and oh there's more women characters and you can start talking you know like you 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 think about Horizon Zero Dawn you think about uh, The Last of Us Part Two uh, games like that where there's the women the women pr- protagonists and exactly. you know, there's other women in power. I mean, I've even seen people I, complain about there being too many black people in Horizon Zero Dawn, the second one. Um, uh-huh. I did. I, I haven't. I haven't played it, but 
Yeah, it was just I was watching a gameplay. I don't have a PS5 yet, so I was watching gameplay of it, and I ran across a review, and dude was like, "Yeah, there's too many black people in here," and I'm like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, like I don't understand what that even means. So it's it's like I, I it it does get me frustrated that we use woke uh like wokeness as an insult, and also I. I, it also gives me frustrated when people don't like a certain thing, they immediately well, that's woke now. Like, and and I I will give you the prime example. Like, con- so I'm gonna say something controversial for video gamers. I loved The Last of Us Part Two. I absolutely love The Last of Us Part Two. I don't and think I, you're the only one. And, and and it 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 bothered me that. I, at first, I, I'll be honest, I was in that train. I was in that train when people were complaining about The Last of Us Part Two, And I was, you know, like I, I was listening to it and I was like, oh man, they ruined Last of Us Part Two. But I'm like, something inside me was like, you need to still check this out. You can't, you can't be um, manipulated by like what people are just seeing. You need to check it out yourself. And then I played it and my mind was blown. Mind you, like I, I get the part and spoilers alert. Like this is a podcast. I'm gonna spoil it. Like Joel dies, right? So I yeah. get the part where Joel dies and people get frustrated because he died really early on, and it, it, it that in itself is not a matter of wokeness. Like it's not a matter of wokeness. It's whether Neil Druckmann, the the writer, um, it. it whether it was better for him to keep Joel alive all the way up to the end of the video game or just keep him alive whatsoever. It was a decision that he made because he thought that that would give more purpose to the story that he wanted to tell. And I respect that as a, like him as a writer. So I didn't necessarily think that Joel dying was like the best decision, but I respected it. Right. And yeah. I appreciated the story because of the way that he turned it. Now, because Ellie was a female character and you played as Ellie and then you played as Abby, um, the, these two uh, these two women, like, th- I love The Last of Us because these two women are not perfect. It's like they they're, they're very much have their own faults. They have their own unique identities. Like, they have character. They have flaws, especially Ellie. Like, I was on that bandwagon when, like, I was a fan of Joel. Like, I love the original Last of Us. I played The Last of Us three or four times. I drove my wife crazy playing The Last of Us. Like, are you going to continue playing The Last of Us? Because any edition that they brought up, I'll, I'll play. Yeah. Right? I was, I was a fan of it. So when Joel died, I can understand why the writer did it. Because I was on a rampage. I was like, I wanted to kill... <laughs> everybody that was a part of uh, Joel's demise. And it led to that point, but I saw that Ellie was going into a dark corner. And I appreciated that. And I appreciated the fact that it's like, you could see Abby's side. And even though I, at the end of it, it didn't, I didn't like Abby anymore, like any more than I did when I first met her, but I could understand her. See people, people, people tend to, uh, people people tend to just uh, be upset at that situation. Like like you, it's it's not a matter of whether or not Neil wanted you to like Abby. It's a matter of whether or not you can understand Abby's plight. And well, I could I think definitely that's, understand. That's the thing that makes a great villain, though, right? 
Like that's that's like you know, and yeah, you. I think what you spend most. Of, I haven't played the last one again. Like, I re- kind of refuse to quit. Keep playing on my PS4, PS5. I don't have one yet, so I haven't played this game either. Right, but you play most of that game as Abby, correct? No, you play most of that game as Ellie. So like. I, I would say that it's like 60, 60, 40. So 60% okay, so you, you as spend LA, a good You spend a good amount of time with her. And the it's, game it's is the, long. It's to humanize, it's to humanize her. It's to see where she's coming from. If you, if you stopped at that point where she kills Joel and you're like, um, this is not, this is not what I was expecting from the game. I don't want to play this game. And you didn't finish the whole thing. Do you really have a platform to stand on? when you're saying the game is bad, right? Like if you didn't put a significant amount of time into the game, can you really say it's bad? You can say you didn't like it. You can say you didn't like the story. You can say you didn't like where it was going, but can you say the game was bad? And I, I don't think you can. Like, no, that's a, that's a high quality game. That's a very high quality game. Like that, the, the it, it, some stories are, you know, like that, they're controversial in the sense of like that where they're heading, but yeah. I can never deny that there was bad writing. And another thing, this is again from the, 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 the people that are calling this game woke. It drives me crazy to listen to like people like it was the writer's fault. For some reason, Abby was at the right moment at the right time to, to see Joel right there. That's, that was very like uh, they, they put Abby in a good position and like that was bad writing. Right. So they, they, they say that, but people don't understand like it with protagonists, like for some reason the, the protagonists are always put like gold mines, like in front of them in order to, to progress the story. It's like at this point you don't like Abby and I, and I get it. So you're like so upset that this happened. But you see that all the time in other video games. For example, I, I was playing uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and I, I, I just finished it um, today. And I was seeing that in every time, like, you know, like there's a lot of parkour, parkour in, yeah. in Uncharted, right? So, so many times the main character falls, but somehow... There is like like there's a saving grace where the the person grabs the ledge or like like hooks on into something and like the like the main character always survives. I'm like that is damn luck. You know? I mean it's- that first that first Tomb Raider game. If if you want to go with that, that first to- Tomb Raider game is almost like torture porn, right? <laughs> like she's getting stabbed, she's getting knocked around, she almost gets raped. I mean, like there is so much going on in that first, like that first hour uh, of that game. You're th- talking about 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah that very real. that uh, the first remake uh, or reboot for the Tomb Raider yeah. series. But I want to I want to hop back to something that you said. Uh, you mentioned uh, Assassin's Creed, right? And mm-hmm. there's this long list of articles that on Reddit that kind of talked about high forced diversity, or you know, aka wokeness, is by and large a myth. Right. And when you go and you talk about Assassin's Creed, um, I'm going to quote directly from the article. Uh, Development of 2018's Assassin's Creed Odyssey went much the same way. The game tells the story of siblings Cassandra and Alexios. The team originally proposed making the sister the only playable character, according to four people who worked on the game. Until 
they were told that that wasn't an option. The final product gives players a choice between the two characters. All of the directives came from Ubisoft marketing department uh, or from Hasco. I don't know how you say his name. I think that's French. Did you did you see did you see also there's another article that like the director of Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey comes out and says like so apparently like 75 uh, 70 to 75 percent of people that played Assassin's Creed played like played as Alexios. Yeah, yeah. So this this right here says both of whom suggested female protagonists wouldn't sell, right? So they 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 went into these uh. They go into these these testings and uh, the focus groups and everything, and they they figure out what sells who. But who are you bringing into that? And then how was the marketing material for it? Right, like I I don't have normal TV anymore. I don't see commercials. Um, I think when this when this game came out, I was sitting in Hawaii somewhere, so I wasn't watching. You know, I I didn't see any advertisement for this game. But like it was all it was all focused on Alexios. It's all the advertisements and everything were focused on Alexios. So if that's the case, then that's who people are going to play. And and and, and, and it's funny because uh, Valhalla did the same thing. They they wanted to make uh, Eivor as the main character, uh, a female character, right? Mm-hmm. So like what they did was something. I I think it was relatively cheap, but so they did like you can choose either female or male, and then. Or you can have the option at certain points in the storyline, it's like it will switch either male, female, depending on the story beats, which fits the character best. So, like, what basically what it meant that in in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you essentially had two characters. So you had Eivor and you had Odin, mm-hmm. and if you allowed that to like, if you picked the the side of which one is the, the one that fits the best, Eivor is the female character that lives in the 800s. And then when you go into the past, when you're talking about Odin's story, it was changed into the male character. Uh-huh. And uh, I, 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 found, I found it cheap because at, at all these commercials, the very first commercial, I remember the first trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla was a male protagonist yeah yeah like, it was. And, and it looked like ragnar lopro or whatever in um in the show valhalla or vikings um mm-hmm. or actually ragnar in the last kingdom too he looked just like him i'm like all right that's really cool but then they're they're putting oh well, it, it, it it might be an actual female it's like i want to play honestly i want to play the canon character like if that's the case it, I, but, I what i what i want to do is have them be able to freely make the game they want to play or make the game they want to make. And yeah. I basically play it if I want to or not. Right. Like this, this idea of, you know, and they did it with far cry six. You can either be, either be male or female, which is fine, but that's fine in a game like say Elden ring or fallout where they're not trying the the, the story isn't mm-hmm. very focused on the character themselves. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're looking at say like uh use Fallout Four for an example like yeah it's a very generalized thing you're looking for your son and you know like it doesn't matter if you're male or female in that game but something like uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Far Cry even where you know again depending on the type of society that they're living in you know women 
uh, anybody that's LGBTQ, any, any their their rights are going to be diminished. Then if you you're you're going to make a character, you have to focus on that character so that story can be told properly. And, exactly. And the I, biggest I, thing I here, agree. the biggest thing here though, is that you're not really seeing those like the the character might be a woman, right? But are they really diving into any of the issues that a woman might face? And I, I don't think so. Like, no, even, I, I, no I, I completely agree. They don't. They just don't. In Horizon yeah. Forbidden West, Horizon Zero Dawn, a lot of women have uh, positions of power. And that resembles, that resembles a lot of tribes and stuff, uh, you know, of the past that resembles tribes in, in, in Africa where there are matriarchies instead of patriarchy. And so is that is that woke or is that just telling a story from a different perspective? And if you don't want to see that story from a different perspective, then why are you being so loud about it? Mm. Yeah. And when it comes to, when it comes to horizon, I, (laughs) I, I personally don't like the game. Um, I played the first one. I finished it. I didn't like the game because I found, I found the main character boring. I found Aloy uh, boring, but I didn't have any issues with the the society that they lived in. For me, it was it it, it very much made sense. It was like a it was a different turn of like the the, the matriarch t- taking the lead and all that stuff. Um, I, I that's where I I I have to be uh, open minded in the sense that. This hasn't. This has never happened. This is a completely new story. This is fantasy, mm-hmm. and because it is fan, it is fantasy. This is this is something that I appreciate. Okay, so like they can tell a story revolving on on a, on a new society that came out after this catastrophic catastrophic event happened. Um, my again, going back to the Assassin's Creed games, my issue is like when you're trying to change history for the sake of just trying to appease everybody. It's like that for me doesn't work. You know, like uh, Last of Us Part Two works because it, it's in a dystopian society. You know, like it, it's a it, it's something that has never like has never happened, and it's like we're talking about future events mm-hmm. that like yeah, it could definitely happen in like this these things. Given how our society is going right now, it can definitely happen now, uh, in, in in the future. But so there is a game like so not all. You know, and again, not all publishers need to see this. Not all developers or game publishers need to do things the same way. Um, there's a game, uh, indie game called Mordhau. It's a first-person uh, medieval combat type game. It's, it's a lot like Chivalry, but it, you know, Chivalry 2 took a long time to come out, so these guys made Mordhau. Um, that community is completely racist and toxic to anybody that isn't a white male um what community is this again this is this is, this is mordhau this is a game called, yeah mordhau um and the, you know when people brought this up to developers they're like hey um that's what it is we're not we're not changing that it, that's the game's the gamer's right to do that i wholeheartedly respect that and i was gonna buy their game and i decided not to because they what were what is gonna, that ho- what is Ohara about? What is what is what it's, are, it's a it's a multiplayer. It's a like first person melee combat 
like you can play as like say with different types of swords uh bow and arrow stuff like that um it's first person combat but it's set in medieval europe type place mm -hmm. right so it's multiplayer um if you like if you look up gameplay it looks really fun but again and why why is it like why is it why is it controversial to you why is it isn't well it's 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 interesting that the developers were like yo we we don't care about how our community acts right so you know the oh okay yeah, so the community the, in it the community is... itself is just toxic or at least it was when i like when i heard about the after the game officially released i saw a couple of art you know a couple of people talk about it saw some gameplay footage of it i'm like oh okay i was going to buy this but i'm not going to buy this now right and and that's my right, right? Like you have every right to say whatever you want to on a thing. I have a right not to engage in that. But it's very interesting that they use that game, you know, with the false narrative of, you know, this is a, a white only space that oh. they went to that and they, they kind of claimed it. Fine. You can mm -hmm. have it. Right. But don't act like any of these other games that come out like the majority of all games come out, don't kind of cater to that mainstream group. Mm. So like, okay. like when you look at it and I, and this is, this is kind of the, the, the test, I not the test, but this is kind of the way I look at it. How many triple A games have been released to have a black female lead? Nah, honestly, none. Uh, there, one's been announced. No, 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 one's no, been announced there's, recently. There's... And that's for there's spoken. Been, there's been one. I remember there's there's one Xbox game that I saw. Like there there have been a few, but not not many. It's yeah. Not, so like when you when you when there are hundreds of games released a day. Yeah, there's Steam, gonna be one. <laughs> but like when you when you talk, yeah, like there's gonna be some out there, right? But with the, but you know, I narrowed it down like that because those are the ones that get the the largest you know, the largest, they make the largest amount of money, the largest group of people see them. So the, the question is, is okay, they're worried about money. They're worried about sales. Okay. So they don't put a female lead. They, they, they do game publishers do put a female lead up on there, but when's the last time you saw a black female lead? And, they, and the thing is, the thing is brother, like, like it's, it, I think that, if you were just like when it comes to like, these characters, if they were just like instead of trying to prove something, just make a character that's believable, you know, like I think that's the key. I think people would flock to those games that are characters that are actually believable that have faults. I, you, you mentioned so. Uh, speaking of that, so like you mentioned that, um, which when was the last time? So. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. So mm -hmm. the main protagonists, both Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross. So Chloe Frazier is uh, an Indian Australian character, mm -hmm. and uh, and Nadine Ross is, is black. Um, those two, like the combination of those two, the the voice actors, the actresses, and um, uh. The story itself, right? Like that story between them, like fantastic, very likable people, and not none of it had to do anything with identity politics or anything like that. Or, 
it, it was just like a very good story of yeah. two women just kicking ass and just like freaking being uh being like Indiana Jones types people. In fact, I'll I'll go further. I liked Lost a uh, Lost Legacy way more than Uncharted 4. It's like oh. I I, I love like I really liked I actually like Chloe Frazier more than I do uh Nathan Drake. And and the reason that I like Chloe Frazier more is because Chloe is honest about who she is. She's yeah. a thief. And she's she's she likes what she does. She doesn't have like a moral high ground. So Nathan, uh, oh Nathan's talk- a mass murder murderer. Hey, man. We, 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 we talked about this. We talked about this. Like, like I get it. Nathan puts himself in positions where like he has no choice but to fight, right? Um, but there, there's something. There's something innocent about him that just doesn't fit with the rest of the gameplay. So like Nathan, like I think that Nathan is not a mass murderer per se. I just think that that the the story doesn't or the gameplay doesn't fit his character because Nathan by 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 himself he's a well natured person. Yeah. So like I I can, you know I I I like him, but then you if they put this gameplay in front of you and like do like freaking just murder all these people. And I'm like, I don't know, man. So with with Chloe, I I felt like, yeah, it makes more sense because Chloe is more like, I know that I'm a thief. I know I'm not a good person. And but in the storyline itself, I thought it was great. Um, in the storyline itself, it's like I'm not a good person, but now that I I, I am experiencing my culture, uh, and I am. I'm seeing like I have a personal relationship with this story because like I, it, her her deal was like there is this item that her father wanted to find um, that was very important to their culture, mm-hmm. and he was never like supposedly he was never able to find it. So she goes out to find it, but she does it not because of her culture. She fought, she tries to find it because she wants to sell it and make money out of it. Right. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's her take on it. And, and, and it was, it was beautifully done because as she continues to as she continues going through the ruins and learning more about this, the history behind the item, she starts realizing how important it is to her too. And at the end of it, she decides that it is she's not going to sell it to the highest bidder. She's going to give it to the Ministry of Culture, uh, so they can deal with it. So they can put it as like a as as an item that's important to the that that their their culture. And I I completely respected that story. I loved it. It was so well done. Nothing that had to do like in your face like. You know, it, it wasn't preaching to you. It just presented it, these people as people, right? Like, yeah, I am doing this thing, and this is who I am, and that might drive some of the decisions I make. But this is a story that we're telling from my perspective, or this is what's going on. I, I get that, and the I think one of the the bigger points, right? Like when things do feel like you kind of mentioned that 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 one scene from Endgame, right, uh, where all the female heroes join up is you really have to have whatever demographic you're going to you're you're trying to add into your story you have to have like those same type of people on the writers team right like that way they have you don't come off as tone deaf or or seeming forced it's not forced if you know you're forcing 
a male to write for a female, if you're forcing a male to write for a woman, right? Like it's not forced if a woman's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes off better. You can work it, like integrate that into your team. And that, and that's where, you know, the diversity thing could, could lead to a better game. What, uh, let me ask you something. Um, and this is, and this is something controversial that they come out out of Lost Legacy. So in Lost Legacy, one of the things that 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 they like a lot of people not not a lot of people that again the vocal minority um, I complain about is that the main characters aren't actually of those descent. So like Chloe Fraser, I don't know, I think she's the same one that uh, played Morgan and. Um, Dragon Age, and then we have Laura Bailey, who played as the black the, the black uh, character in Nadine Ross. She has an Australian Nadine Ross has an Australian accent, mm-hmm. um, and I think the voice actress itself did a fantastic job. But she wasn't she wasn't black, and Chloe Fraser wasn't Indian Australian either. It's like, what do you like? What do you feel about so, that? I I personally didn't mind because like I thought that they, I thought that actresses did their voice beautifully. They didn't. They weren't trying. For me, like they weren't trying to act out at a, at a specific. Yeah, they weren't trying to culture. like. They weren't trying to imitate something that they weren't. They just kind of voice acted, and it 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 just fit into those characters. So you know, I don't believe. I don't believe that typically I don't get upset at things like that. Like voice, like I think the voice actor for like, say Cleveland on family guy stepped down because, you know, he was voicing uh, a black guy and, you know, he wanted, and I, I think like that right there, you've been doing that for X number of years. It really doesn't matter. Right. And then a, a boo or something like that. And Simpsons also stepped down. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I I know that a couple a couple of people like in both Simpsons and the Family Guy they stepped down. Yeah, right? they stepped down. So like when you, but like those are established characters, man. They've been doing that thing. But like when you have someone like uh, oh man, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, the guy that replaced Peter Dinklage as the ghost in Destiny Two. Oh, know. that's uh Nathan Nathan Drake. You're talking yeah. about. Uh, uh, Nolan North or something. Yeah, like Nolan that? North. There we go, man. Drawing all kind of blanks, but <laughs> if Nolan North has gets a lot of work, right? He's always going to get a lot of work until you know he he loses his voice, right? So, but if there's a new character that comes along and that character is some POC that man. you know some ethnicity that Nolan North <laughs> isn't, it would be hey. fucked up to give it to Nolan North because. He already gets a, a ton of work, right? Like Nolan North gets a ton of work. He's not hurting for anything. I don't, you think like Nolan North is like if you're talking about voice actors, I think that the one that the one that, that gets overused, but I love is Troy Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Troy yeah, Baker yeah. Baker is Bioshock, Infinite, uh uh The Last of Us, um uh the Dying Light or the the first one. Um, uh, he, he comes like, he made Batman and yeah, the, 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 the Batman the Ar- the Arkham, Telltale. The Arkham, oh, Telltale. Was te- he, did the, he, did he the, not do the it, voice it, in, um, Arkham? 
he did the voice in Arkham too. I, I think he he played the Joker um, in Arkham Origins. I'm not sure he be if he did any voices in. But you get Arkham what I'm saying. City. See, yeah. like you're kind of proving my point right there, right? Like Troy Baker gets a lot of work, and yeah, so Troy like, Baker. but he's really good too. Like that's the thing though. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, see, like it, you would never know if someone else is good if they don't get they they don't get that shot, right? If if and. You know, the same can be said for Phil Lamar, right? Phil Lamar gets a shit ton of work and he gets a he gets a ton of work for different characters, right? Like he does Samurai Jack, he did Vamp, you know, and, Vamp, yeah. and those guys are not black at all, but Phil Lamar did a great job, right? I and remember so, listening about Phil Lamar. Um Phil Lamar did I believe um Knights of the Old Republic, he voiced one of the Jedi. One yeah. of the old Jedi. I thought that was like I remember that he did such a good job. He, that that old Jedi is also like um, he's also one of the partners in the Knights of the Old Republic. But that's the mm-hmm. first time that I heard about him, and I continue to hear about him. This guy is famous. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah but he, you know, I, I just you know, I I just want to you know point out like it's it doesn't matter as long as everybody's getting that shot. Right, like everybody's being able to to get that shot and get those roles, and is you know this like I take my victories where I can, and I don't get upset about everything. <laughs> so like, okay, like cool. Um, this one person, you know, in that you know in that game, they're voiced by white act, you know, voice actresses and stuff like that. Okay, cool, whatever. Like, honestly, I didn't even play it. I. I completely I forgot that game existed. Which one is this yet? The I'm um, the, the Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got... I completely forgot that game existed. It's a, it's it's honestly one of the I I am not a fan of the Uncharted series. I I play them. I play them because they oh every time they come out they always get so much hype and I always fall into that hype train. Uh-huh. Um but every time that I play them it's always it's always the same thing. Like one thing that I hate about on the Uncharted series and a lot of other games. So in order to intensify the difficulty, um, they just they throw at you so many people that it's unrealistic. So again, like Uncharted is that's, not that's based on said, realism. That's why uh, I said Nathan Drake is a, uh, a mass yeah, yeah, it's because they it's, they do that to like pad out the game time but it doesn't make sense in context yeah. of the story exactly so like in uncharted 4 I, I know that we're going on a tangent on here but in uncharted 4 i i, I was playing it and at, at the very end it's it's a very moving story but we're talking we're in an island i've already killed a lot of people where are these guys coming from <laughs> <laughs> how deep are your pockets and how did you convince all these people to come out come at me and die like you're like listen like we we've wore gear before like it's heavy stuff right like and they're they're just passing mountains you know just fine like so like <laughs> like so what they do is they also have like these armored soldiers it's like we like you and me wore helmets and we we've seen it like helmets protect but not that much no. it's like you have to shoot their helmets off and then shoot their faces and like it, it got to a point where I'm like i don't think they're their helmets that are that tough you know yeah I, it got to the point that it's so unrealistic that it i i lose it loses the fun in it and like it loses it and like those 
I don't understand why the the directors on any video game would think that by putting more people, it will make the story even more exciting. Like, follow the story through, understand the pacing of it. It does not require it. And in fact, if you're putting a lot of more people in it, it means that you're losing creativity because you don't know how else to com complicate the situation without putting more villains in the picture. Yeah. So anyway, so, so wrapping up, going back so let's 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 kind of let's kind of take this home. Right. Um, in short, do you think given the definition of wokeness, right, or how we how we kind of define what woke is? Do you think video games are woke? Do you think they're they're pushing a woke agenda? So I I, I read the article that you sent me and 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 we we talked about it a little bit at the beginning and and it mentioned that in actuality people are like marketers are saying like it is like we we they're actually pushing to to promote more more men into video games because men apparently in their view they sell um in in that respect i i in, a, in that respect you're you're saying that no it's 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 not promoting a woke agenda uh but i would also argue that like those people that are are complaining about the video game industry are, are changing the storyline of people that actually want to tell a good story. Mm -hmm. So I, I told you before, I think that the Assassin's Creed games would have been so much better. The Far Cry 6 game um, would have been so much better if they would have just focused on the female, but also talk about like the, the true, very true issues that women have to go through or they go through in those cultures. Like, as an Hispanic, I could I could tell yeah. you, brother. Like, Far Cry Six, it's like it, it it was definitely trying to mimic Cuba. I mean, like, there's no denying it. It's just trying to mimic Cuba, right? Mm -hmm. And in in it, like, the guy might have been a dictator, but he was very much uh, like very open to different like like uh, like women and men being equal. I'm like, wow, that's very progressive dictator that we have here. And it's like, and n normally you would not have that. <laughs> like, it's a, let's just be real. Like in a, in a Hispanic culture, you would not have that. And women every day still struggle to hear, to have their voices here. So when uh, I heard, uh, so when you, you put it, uh, you put a Far Cry game like this and, and, and you show it like that, like, Oh, like it's a woman. No, no worries. It, like it's 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 like any other person in this in, in this world. I'm like, that doesn't actually work like that, and you're you're actually not giving justice to women's suffrage uh, in in that culture, especially if you're gonna focus so much on it. Because the honest truth is, they could say it's a fantasy, but that looked like Hispanic culture to me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my take. Is that no, it isn't right now, but I think our the majority of it isn't, but I think it's going to move into telling those different stories because there are those writing teams, those development teams, they want to tell these different stories um, because they've been telling the same stories for so long. Like even when you look at the type of games that get made, um, 
I think one year what we had got a war. We had that Ubisoft Greek game. There's like they always focus. They always focus on like this small subset of the entire world's culture, right? And it's it 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 kind of it kind of gets dry after a while. Um, that's kind of why I didn't play Odyssey. Um, I didn't play Valhalla only because that was the kind of that's the kind of stuff that's constantly put out. You have TV shows about Vikings. You have movies about the Vikings. This video game comes out. I'm like, I'm kind of Vikinged out. You know, I'm kind of Greeked out. You know, I don't want to play. I don't want to play something else talking about Greek gods and, you know, Spartans and stuff like that because so much of it's been put out. So if you you haven't played God of War, though, you should have. I have. That that was that's the last game I've played. (laughs) Like God of War is the last one I played that was uh, Norse. Like, well. Out of the two, out of the how I, I decided to go ahead and play God of War, and that game was great, and absolutely love it. And Judge, what's what's his what's his name? The voice uh, actor. Uh, I know, I know. Let me. I'm gonna, Google, gonna, gotta Google really it. Fast. Yeah, God of War actor. Christopher Judge. Yeah, Christopher Judge. There he did go. a fantastic job. He, again, black dude playing. Which you can assume is a white guy. I, I'm not sure what ethnicity Kratos is. Hey, because his he like his body is just full of. Uh, he's Greek though. Like, he's Greek. Greek. He's Greek. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, you know, black actor playing playing uh, a a Greek character. So again, it's it's let the stories be told that those people want to tell, and you'll get a better game out of it. <laughs> you, you know, know that Miles Morales is like the, the the voice actor of Miles Morales. Like, like so. There's a lot of um, Hispanic reference, and and you you hear um, the mom who's Hispanic, uh, Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. She speaks to Miles Morales, right? And you notice right away that Miles Morales, the voice actor, actually doesn't know a lick of Spanish. But he like <laughs> he does not like. You can tell he does not know a lick of Spanish. But like. Say this in Spanish, gracias, mama. You know and all that stuff. I'm like, ah. Oh, so okay. I have a question for you. Then I have a question for you. Then, um, <laughs> does that bother you? Because like I know, I know there are, like in our area, there are, there are a lot of Mexican families and stuff here, and some of the children don't speak Spanish, right? And so, like I know that's a real word, real world thing, but they have mouth. I'm guessing they have mouth speak Spanish in a game. Yeah, so, so exactly. So like that's it. that's 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 the only thing. Like yeah, like he, he, it's completely understandable if second generation people yeah, don't know how to speak Spanish. I like, I have no problem with it. I I do think um, I was thinking about it though. Like when it comes to Miles Morales, like, they are really like at least in in in, in, in Miles Morales, they're really pushing not only that he was a, a black ethnicity, that he was also Puerto Rican. And uh, because they were really pushing for it, when whenever he spoke Spanish, I'm like, yeah, you definitely know. And, and I know that it was a black actor that voiced uh, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and I, I, I had no problem. I had no problem with it. Um, I honestly like I, I have to I have to be fair because at the same time, like I don't I'm at that ballpark that I don't mind yeah, I whoever is voicing him. Now, I would have I, I I think. Personally, for me, I think I would have been offended if Miles Morales was voiced by a white actor, just because. <laughs> I mean, if 
and, and and here's here's the difference. Here's the difference. And I'm glad that we brought this up. Here's the difference because a lot you know how how like these social justice warriors are are um there's a difference. So when it comes to Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross, um, I, 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 they, it wasn't, it wasn't so much hit on the nose as Miles Morales. Miles Morales, what, part of his story was that he is half black, half Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And because he is half black, half Puerto Rican, it would have been like, I, I, for me, it would have been like, Oh, I don't, I like all of a sudden a white actor playing Miles Morales. It for me it would have been like, wow, that's actually pretty disrespectful. You know, it, there's and also <laughs> there's a scene. There is a scene also um, in Miles Morales that it, it, it very powerful. So I, I I spoke to you a little bit. So after you finish all the side quests in Miles Morales, which by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Miles Morales was a way better story than the original Spider-Man, the, the, the Spider-Man to 2018. Um, there's a scene in Miles Morales where once you finish it, it's like the people of Harlem get together and they do this beautiful mural of Spider-Man and also says Black Lives Matter in it and i thought that was yeah that that was you know like i know that a lot of people like it's black lives matter shouldn't be a controversial topic but unfortunately it is right um Mm. and and i i remember seeing i was like wow that's that's pretty deep and that's pretty brave of the people that that did it because it's a mainstream game and you're you're you are sending a political message I honestly, by definition, then, that, that Spider-Man Miles Morales is actually a woke game. Miles, but yeah, by and, and I, I give you, I definitely give you that. And when you brought it up before, <laughs> I was like, that that definitely fits that <laughs> definition. But then I want to jump back to how many games have released from 2018 to 2022 that are woke. Not many. Triple A. Uh, not not many. I I haven't played that many. I and and like I haven't played that many that are are like are woke. I I I think that. Um, I feel if you want to find those games, you definitely have to go into the indie space. There are definitely a few games that I have in my in my uh, my gigantic Steam backlog that are but, definitely woke. Right. But we're we're arguing so not so we're arguing about the definition. So like our by definition there aren't a lot of woke games. But the, no. the people the people in so like in the social media space, um it, 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 the people that we know of, right? Like they would consider if like I remember I have a friend, uh we were watching uh like I was so excited for the the Obi Wan uh trailer, right? Uh-huh. And I sent it to him. It's like, oh my god, this is so epic! And he and he goes on and tells me, like, I'm not sure, man. I see a lot of women there. I see a black character there. I'm like, what? <laughs> 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 okay. And another thing, uh, last last one is like, I have to shout, shout out to Miles Morales. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, no, seriously, like that game, that really, that game. You talking about like hitting straight to him? Like, I I think Miles Morales. It's like more than Black Panther. Um, it's because I, I, I so like I I get your point, and I think it, you make a really valid point. I and I, I, completely true, completely one hundred percent agree with you. 
for me, however, seeing a person that appreciates Hispanic culture in the video game. So like, and there's, and I, I hope one day, Chris, you can play the video game, man. It's such a beautiful it's game. It's on my list. It's, it's yeah, Spider-Man's like, Miles Morales, so uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, so you go to the apartment. So you go to the apartment, and like in the apartment that he lives with his mom, like you see, you see trinkets that like I can immediately say like, oh man, I recognize that immediately because <laughs> I see it all the time at home. You know, like I see it all the time at and home. That's it is, the importance it, of having someone on your staff that understands what everybody what everybody would see. Like what what it's like to grow up in a Hispanic home, a Puerto Rican home, right? Yeah. Like to have someone like, do you think like, and, and again, I, I try to bring this up about Atlanta, but like when that the, the first shot opens up and you hear OJ the Juice Man, you hear that song, but it, uh-huh. so like you know that black people are on the writing team, right? Because if white people are on the like the writing team, you would have heard Outcast. Wait, you're talking about you're talking you're talking about Black Panther, right? No, no, I'm talking right. about Atlanta. The, Atlanta. The, yeah. I, I haven't seen Atlanta. Yeah, but like you know that like there are black people on this show because of the choice of music that you know is very what people were listening to in Atlanta at the time, rather uh, than something that they pe- like. Oh, well, I know this group is from Atlanta, and this is rap, and black people listen to rap, so we're gonna pick this song here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like right. there, there, there's this this real big importance on having like a diverse group be on that team. I'm not saying the group needs to be all black or anything. I know they're one of the this, oh man, I forget his name, but he's a music comp- composer and he's responsible for hits on like Black Panther, uh, like every like almost every mainstream hit for like the last like four years. This white dude's been on, and his music is amazing, right? But he has to draw the, that cultural influence from somewhere else. And he has to kind of be directed and stuff like that, too. But I'm just saying, this dude's music is amazing. Yeah. But, like, there's also influences and in people to, to kind of guide that. There's like, like, hey, this is, this is what's going on. This is what we need. And he kind of goes from there. So, like, yeah, it, it's... I think the, the, the industries are, are, are going to tell better stories. Just like that Michelle Yeoh movie, everywhere uh, that that the new Michelle Yeoh movie that just came out, where uh, like ten years ago that movie would have never been made. Which because, one is Michelle? Yeah, uh, it just came out. Let me, let me... Malaysian actress. Oh, you're yeah. talking about? Uh, I I know that. Uh, uh, yes, I, I she uh, came. Everything like about everything yeah. everywhere all at once, and yeah. and this movie would have never been made ten years ago because she's she's an She's she's in her fifties, her sixties. She's she's an older woman, older Asian woman. That's a that that's the main character of a movie that's getting just rave reviews. Yeah, this would have like, never happened ten years ago. I know IGN is is infamous or famous for their reviews, but they gave them a ten out of ten. And <laughs> you gotta be careful with that IGN shit. That might be the most controversial thing you stated all day. (laughs) (laughs) I know people get so upset at IGN reviews. I, I, you know, like I, I, that's why you check other reviews too. You check IGN. So I, I, I go to, so I go check IGN, GameSpot, ACG, Easy Allies. Um, I, I, I listen to Game Ranks um, before you buy. 
um, before I even make like before making a good decision on purchasing a game, I I listen to all of those people. But yeah, and, man. To just to wrap up, um, in short, I I don't I don't think it's woke yet. I I, I think it it it's going to be. I think it's going to be when, um, but publishers and developers to- when when the corporate he- heads feel like they can make money off of it. That's when when video games will be woke. But right now yeah. it's not. Now I don't I don't think it will ever be to that point. But I also think that we need to. I think like that this wokeness thing. It's uh, for me. It's tiring because it it is like everything that isn't a, like it, it isn't agreeable to the people that are are used to the mainstream. Like the, the like for example, like the the analogy that I was making about Star Wars that there was not a single like apart from Princess Leia and and Lando, um, he was completely white characters, white male characters. Yeah. Um, in, in that respect, it's funny because I completely forgot what I was what I was going for. I also yes that in that respect, I think that we're not gonna we're not gonna be seeing the, that much change. But I do think that we need to start changing the definition of wokeness. Yeah, because it, I mean, it's annoying. I think that gets, is, that gets into a whole other thing. Only because there there are a few words that I think there like we we use different words to mean the same thing. And so when I say, when I say a certain word, you, you, you hear a completely different meaning than what I'm trying to convey. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that we defined it. Yeah. Like I I feel like when, when, when we go into these kind of conversations and stuff like that, we got to agree on a a, a definition on what that is, because then none of it kind of, none of it means anything going forward because then we're just kind of talking in circles. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) Honestly, okay, so uh, we need to start wrapping up. But man, like this was our first time, and it's we can actually talk a lot about different things, and uh, it's really exciting to see like where we can take the show. Like I'm, I'm really excited to see like what like what you can do with this. So uh, for those of you listening, like I'm just a tagger here. Like I, I'm just tagging along. I'm, but honestly, this is Chris's show, and like this we can that he can do a lot of good things with this i'm excited to see the future on on the show and like imagine like chris like this this is your first segment like like hopefully eventually you can start bringing like other people of the gaming industry and talk to them about like the different things that they they have these other video game reviewers too right like the ones that we mentioned um chris baldino he's the guy from game ranks yeah. i listen to his podcast yeah. all the time on youtube um you know like bring like eventually that's where we want to go right bring him in so we can talk to him and see his own take on it it's like it's a conversation of our, our different opinions and like or like-minded opinions it's gonna be fun i i have good i have yeah I, have, man. I, have, I think i think i think this is a good start i think this is a good start and it's a little bit easier than what i was trying to do um that's just the lazy laziness in me talking but we do need to end this. So um, if you guys enjoyed, please subscribe, like, leave a comment. Tell me your opinions. Tell us your opinions. Let us know if you agree or not. Um, that dislike button is also there. I don't think y'all can see it anymore, but I probably should be able to see it in the back end. And I'll post it up. You know, if if you don't like it, click the dislike button. There's no shame in that. Anyway, I'll catch you next time. Later. <laughs>
Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Audio Hub Preview. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.